Welcome to episode one of Duck Feed Live, entitled Avoiding Dr. Bomb. This is the audio version of a live video show that was broadcast to our Patreon backers on May the 30th of 2014. We invited our backers at the $5 and above level to ask us questions and provide discussion prompts, and we answered them live as those backers watched. So, this program is presented with minimal editing, so forgive any uh, technical hiccups uh, that don't rise to our usual kind of meth standards of production. The live broadcasts usually happen on the last Friday of each month, around 9 p.m. Eastern or so, and if you would like to ask a question or watch the show live, you can visit patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and become a backer at the $5 or above level. We hope you enjoy this, and in the future, you can look forward to an audio version of those live broadcasts coming out about once a month. Without any further preamble, here is Avoiding Dr. Bond. Okay, we're live. Hi! Hi! We're on. We're on here. It's a I'm thing. very still and very mad, which is why my picture is not moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, the delay is largely, it's on my end. I'm hesitant to call it my fault, but it's totally on my end because, as you can see, I'm not animate for some reason. Yeah, that's uh, uh, due to the fact that Google is a baffling ordeal. It is awful. I hate this. Um, however, I did prepare a little surprise for the first time we're doing it live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're doing it live! Great, <laughs> Nicole. Our love is like water. Uh, it is. I love that the noise canceling is canceling it out because it recognizes that it is noise. (laughs) (laughs) Take that back. (laughs) No, no backsies. Every every month you can look forward to hearing a new live song. (laughs) Until until we hit the limit of the two albums they put. Until we hit the limit of their singles. Yeah. Fantastic. And then we're going to start it all over again. Can we verify somehow that people are watching this and can see it? There is a, there is a, little, uh, a, little, a little thing at the bottom. Ah, oh, we have one viewer now. We have one viewer. Hi, viewer. Hey, viewer. Testing one, two, three. Hit us in the chat if you're, uh, if you're there. Uh, two viewers. They're seeing us. Um, okay, good. You guys, you, you guys uh, take some time. I'm going to put this up on the Patreon feed. Okay. Uh, so if you guys can fill some air for me. Oh, geez. You're asking Gary and I to fill air. It's not like we've ever done that or had an entire show that was that. Um, Brayden, um, to love a god and to fear the flames. Yeah. 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 Something, something, something. I will. I won't. You know, we don't call them gods. We call them freaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where can I find this chat if I wanted to confuse people by participating in both? <laughs> well, uh, if you go over to the left-hand side of the baffling, again, baffling is my is my adjective for this. Um, you'll see the oh, little lineup tray, which has all of the all of the little apps. Mm-hmm. I figure I'll be the MC for the questions. <laughs> there we are. Uh, hey! Please let us know you're there in the chat. Let us know you're there. Oh. 
before is we chat just set up for us or other people joining the chat? That's what uh, I'm just worried about. Yeah, I, I believe that other people are are in the chat. Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I hate you, Google. <laughs> um, and like, what's what's upsetting about this to me is like it's still like the best option for this for this kind of thing. It seems to be what everybody uses, but. That can't be right, can if it? If everyone did a Google hang off off the side of a cliff, Google hang off. It would be Sylvester Stallone running from John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah. And that other guy who was in that movie. They call me original search engine. I'm going to find you. Um, oh. Yeah, where, where are people at? I just want to make sure people are watching before we start saying things. Before we start doing it in, in, uh, in earnest. Yeah. Um, so, Ernest goes to hang out, and uh, I'm just going to. Here we go. Post. Cool. And we'll hope that it actually embeds. Oh, where the where the hell am I? Yeah. Oh, there you are. There we go. Okay. Cool. Huh. Good. Good. That part works so far. Works so far. Um, and I think that. Uh, the way this is probably going to express itself is uh, um, people can only like hit us in the comments um, on this thing is is uh, is what I'm seeing. So I just hope that it works here, uh, is what Sean says. So okay, yeah, maybe the group chat is just for us. Oh, yeah, I think that group chat's just for us, and then there's another one if you open the special window, right? Okay, it looks like. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments on the, the thing. Hi, everyone. Sound off, I'm going to say. Yeah. In the comments. Oh, yeah, and Brett wants me to talk about Melamba, which we'll save for a little later. <laughs> that is, that is, that's an old comment. Oh. All of these, uh, so, so we, we enabled the, the I, I enabled the Q&A on this when I scheduled it before, um, and a bunch of these are just things from the Patreon, so I captured all of them. Why in the hell is it? Uh, so I guess it's just going to keep on highlighting the video. Um, God, I'm so angry. Um, but yeah. So so, so the so the Q and A um, we can we can pull. This is even funnier with Gary's non-existent video feed. Uh, it's so. a video. <laughs> it is a sort of video. Yeah. It's just it's incredibly slow. <laughs> it's on the glacier scale. It's like yeah. the pitch drop. Yeah. Oh, the pitch. Huh. Neat. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Hey. Uh, <laughs> cool. We have about uh, we have about six viewers, which I think is a okay. record for us on the network. Good. Um, <laughs> I think for, I think for streams well, for sure. Have we ever had any viewers up to this point? Like this is the first. <laughs> the, uh, we done we've done drunk souls or souls. Oh, well, okay, yeah. I had I have viewers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do we uh, do we maybe wait a little bit? Um, we're recording this too, right, Cole? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the second that this goes live, uh, it starts being recorded on uh, uh, on like the Duckfeed YouTube. So okay. yeah, am I am, is my video just like fading in and out for you guys, or am I? Yeah, sometimes you're there, sometimes you're you're a talking duck squiggle. It probably has to do with when I talk. Like it's probably because when one of you guys talks, it shows me your picture instead of the other person's picture. That's weird. So maybe yeah, because you just said that Brayden popped up. When Cole talks, Cole pops up. When I talk, it's probably just showing you nothing because yeah. I'm a non-existent video ghost. Okay. 
Uh, I would like to, if I may, since we're filling air, I would like to talk about the beverage that I'm drinking tonight. Okay. Uh, by given to me by Patreon donor Evan Jones Thorne. Oh, hey. <laughs> this is uh, Pennington Strawberry Rye Whiskey from Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. And I'm starting to really like it. At first, I was horrified by the rye taste coming in first, followed by strawberry taste. But now I, I, like, I really like it that way. It's not. It's advertised as strawberry first. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, let's see, mouth-watering strawberry giving way to a spicy rye. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> yeah. But it's delicious. Delicious lies. Yeah, those are my favorite kind. Tell me yeah. sweet little lies. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking, Cole? Uh, let's start, let's, it's time for another episode of Duck Feed, What You Drinking? <laughs> what you drinking? Uh, this is a Sierra Nevada mm-hmm. Summerfest. I think that it, uh, for some reason, this is reversing my video. I think to not it freak looks good me out. on me. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So yes, this is Sierra Nevada Summerfest. Uh, it is one of my favorite seasonal beers. Uh, normally, I'm not all about the uh, the summer, uh, more of a fall and winter kind of guy for seasonals. But uh, this is a very tasty lager, and um, yeah. I am happy to endorse their product. <laughs> Did you, are you a fan of their Bigfoot? Yeah, um, I, I haven't tasted a Sierra Nevada that I don't like actually. Oh, okay, fair yeah. Enough. So the Bigfoot uh, gets a little, uh, it gets up under you. It'll sneak up on you real quick. But it's uh, a barley wine. Yep. Ooh. And uh, how about you, Gary? Hold yours up to the uh, to the camera. Uh, I will. I'm drinking. <laughs> Here, let me change my headphones real quick. I realize that uh, my monitor, my mic monitor, is not working during this as well. So um, we might be getting a little bit of weird feedback. Everything is broken. Hold on one yeah. second. Yeah, just 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 assume. Yeah. He's actually lying. He's just gonna go fing some bugs and jam some cream. <laughs> I jam strips. <laughs> I don't need no bugs. You um, didn't have any bugs with your strips. I didn't have any bugs and strips. I just had strips. Dude, I could eat strip without bugs. Huh? I somehow I manage. Some call me a hero. Um, I'm drinking uh, drinking coffee. Okay. So, well, as long as someone's calling you a hero, then yeah, uh, that coffee is my drink of choice right now. So yeah, sleepy hmm. boy. Sleepy boy. I don't. I don't want to alarm you guys or to make anybody feel angry about our technical difficulties. But if I had video, I have like a quarter-scale medical skeleton I was going to incorporate somehow that I got for Christmas by the oh. name of uh, Skull McCartledge, who is my little uh, skeleton buddy. Oh. But, yeah, I, I brought him out and everything. I was like, I'll just have him there, and at some opportune moment I'll throw, put him up in front of the camera, and it'll be great. Yeah. And uh, no dice. No dice. Yep. Everybody start using Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Netscape navigation. We should, we should probably done like a, a Netscape navigation. <laughs> do like a real thing. player kind of thing? Like a yeah. real media? Yeah. But just time <laughs> it out. Like you will just do it through the postal service. You send me things you're saying. I'll yeah. sit, record a video of me responding. And then eventually we'll just string them together. And then it'll be, turn into a Flaming Lips album. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> if I'm not on video, I don't have to wear a shirt. Oh, do it. <laughs> and it's hot in here. <laughs> Yes. That's like the best news you've had all day. Like a, yeah. <laughs> I don't need a shirt. Oh, man. It's the, it's the theater of the mind. Yeah, theater like of the mind, guys. 
Brian Murphy, I don't know if you noticed this, Gary, Brian Murphy referred to you as a sexy Woodrow Wilson, which I think <laughs> I appreciate that. The, the, the picture, um, which I look like that now, except my beard is longer now. Um, I was waiting for, um, what's his head? Uh, old Rush, Tuts, uh, uh, Dostoevsky. Tolstoy or Dostoevsky? Yeah. Dostoevsky, yeah. But with uh, more hair on my head. Yeah. He's, he's a bald man. He's a, he's a bald man. <laughs> he's, he's the less talented bald man brother. Yeah, um, yeah. A close fourth behind Stephen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stevie Baldwin, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We we have to fix this video thing. I feel like I'm not participating in a in a major way that's hurting my feelings. It's not you guys' fault. If anybody, it's my fault. But I don't like it. Uh, I'm gonna just before it goes up on YouTube, I'm just gonna edit your video out and only put in like video from. Um, like original rapper by Lou Reed. So, so whatever I'm talking, it's just showing Lou Reed like walking down a street with a <laughs> playing guitar with like a glitter hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, by using Google Plus glitter hats, we can make that actually happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you can't get video for one third of your call, but you can put a stupid little cat face on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And uh. also, you can't get consistent video for for you. Yeah. Um, as you talk, I think it senses when we bitch about it, so then it cuts me off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, we're pissing it off. It's what? the all yeah. evil Google Eye, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, we all knew Google is becoming evil, so. Yeah. Yeah. Not becoming eagle. Evil. Eagle. It's becoming eagle. It is becoming eagle. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Google protocols. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah Google's yeah. an asshole. Do, uh, do, do, do we want to get started yeah, with, let's, uh, with um, some yeah. questions? If, if people yeah. haven't popped in yet who are interested, um, this will go up eventually. Um, yeah. can we, is it possible to make it um, a private YouTube and send it to the people who backed at that level? Yes. And then eventually it will become public? Yep. Okay, let's do that. So people who are who are not on or just don't uh, can't do by appointment video stuff, mm-hmm. which I am myself among them and do not blame them, um, we'll still be able to get it. I don't want to cheat anybody out of anything. And then um, next month we'll have things working much more smoothly. Yeah, yeah. So lessons learned. We're still uh, we're we're still here. We're alive. Yeah. Yeah. For now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know. If I die, you guys won't even know. You can wake up dead That's tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cole and I will just think we're in a very, very interesting, like, meta conversation and that we're, you just didn't care. Yeah, or I was just, I was just being quiet. Yeah. Like, and then just, uh, you know, find out weeks later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Maybe this tiny skeleton staring at me is reminding me of my mortality. Gary, uh, Jell is, is suggesting you close the browser and come back. I don't know if that'll work, but it's an idea. I, um, I was, I did, we did that a bunch. That's what we were doing during that half hour in which we were not recording. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I wish that would work, but I'm actually in a different browser. I tried Firefox as well, and it wouldn't work. And it's, I don't think it's the camera because you and I were skyping around on it. Right we now. were. Yeah, and it worked just fine. Or I mean, it eventually worked just fine. So I don't actually know what it is. Yeah. Um, but I just don't want to waste any more of these people's time. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, there's Roars for the first oh, time. Yeah, I, I purposely didn't feed him, so he'd pipe up. <laughs> to, to make little cute noises and be on the video, and then eventually I pick him up and show him off on video, which I can't do. <laughs> I like that the disaster is really the fourth guest. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Catastrophe. Cole, were you just eating scissors? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, why did I put it in my mouth? That was, <laughs> Your hands was... have been on that. Don't... <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, I, I was cutting up some stuff for Patreon rewards earlier, so okay. I have scissors. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon rewards, uh, Gary and I made a really awesome one for May for the $25 level. Yep. We have a really awesome one planned for June, and let me tell you this: it involved me getting a typewriter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it is worthwhile. And July, we're freeballing it, baby. <laughs> That's right. It's actually just going to be pictures of us not wearing underpants. Yeah, we're, we're raw dogging it. <laughs> but we will be wearing overpants. Yes. <laughs> Picture. It'll be overpants, and then just in like fine script at the bottom, it'll say, you know, yeah, raw dog. <laughs> Yeah, raw, you know, a couple of raw dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the Big Dogs website. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. If you can't surf the net with the Big Dogs, get off the web. Get off the web. Get off my web. I wanna start, I'm going to start a Big Dogs internet gang um, with that symbol and shirt. And then all the Big Dogs fine company of products could be involved. So, hmm. yeah. so welcome. You guys are welcome to join the gang. <laughs> Thank do uh, do we want to introduce ourselves here? Oh, uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, into sure. The call? Fifteen minutes in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's let's do it. So uh, the 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 usual order, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah. I I I'm getting the impression, and I I'm not meaning to say it that you were not expecting us to get off track this early, Cole. And <laughs> I hope it's not actually troubling you. I never know anyway, that this is looser than than maybe you had planned. No, no, I, I, I never, I never expected there to be a track. I was just wondering, you know, since this might be the first time people are, uh, people are uh, joining us, that they may, uh, they, they may appreciate it. No worries, I'm, I'm not, I'm not bristling. Okay, that's yeah. You, you were chewing on those scissors earlier. I'm <laughs> just gnawing in anger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am Gary Butterfield. I'm the angry still picture in the lower yeah. right. My name's Cole Ross. I'm this dude talking right now. And I, Brayden Cameron, and I have headphones on. Yep, joining us from sunny Illinois. Yeah. Sunny Illinois, yeah. We are representing three time zones, are we not? Yeah. I believe we are. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> from, yes. from, an, from the fourth dimension. From the past and from the future. The, the one created by the government. Yeah, I will I will tell uh, Brayton something that happened in his past, and you can tell him something that will happen in the future. Ah, uh, don't do it. <laughs> I jammed some strips. <laughs> Why does that happen in my future? It's in your past, my son. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, cool, your turn. <laughs> uh, trains. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say. Trains. Uh, at least it's not train. <laughs> yeah. At least train it's not train. Back. It's been a while. Yeah, been a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's steamed. I know it's steamed. <laughs> <laughs> like, now we get a mashup. Strained. Yeah, yeah, yeah strained. Strained, yeah. <laughs> Which is their reunion, obviously. What did What did train do? Uh, 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 meet Virginia. Oh, uh, shit. Drops of, uh, drops of J- Jupiter. So Was that a song or just an album? Hmm. I don't remember well enough. That's a, it's a legitimate question. No, it, it was a song because I think that lyrics in there. I dropped a Jupiter yeah. on your face. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. I honestly couldn't tell you which one of those bands is worse. Like that's really tough. <laughs> it's it's stained. It's definitely stained. Yeah, really? Like like, like Trade is like just shitty pop. Like shitty yeah. power pop. Stained has a. Uh, 
um, you know, what was it, the lyrics, it's been a while since I could stand on my own two feet again. Like, yeah. that is Kansas levels of getting your tenses messed up. Well, that's because uh, I was carrying you. That's, that's true, because Stained was carrying you, all the members of Stained. Well, it was Fred Durst really was carrying you. That's true, he carried Stained. Yeah, he did. This is, this is a, a pilot for Teenage Dirtbags. Like, this is what Teenage Dirtbag is going to be. <laughs> okay, so when we launch that, that show in the, the summer, that's what it's going to be. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, that's going to be Gary and my uh, kind of adject suffering style review show of uh, music videos from the 90s and 2000s. And today and yesterday. Yeah. And some other time periods that maybe. And I'm tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll review the first music video done in stop motion Dorero type. Like, you know, where all the members of Stained had to stay still for a week for every frame. <laughs> and it was worth it. It's been a while. I like that they're doing that song. Like, they're, they're having a reunion, they're re-recording the video for It's Been a While. Yeah, well, they, they that was the first video that was recorded in um, Tortoise Vision, which is where they sing really slowly and record really slowly and speed it up. Oh, <laughs> like the tune. The chipmunks. Yeah, I like that it's it's Tortoise Vision, even though it's obviously an audio format. Uh, I was saying the music video. Oh, well, tor- okay. Tortoises are like the sandworms from Dune. They see by feeling vibrations in the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they live forever. Yeah. I, no, I'm. I honestly do not remember that part. And was that in a later Dune book? <laughs> well, no, there were no turtles. They just had worms. No, no, no. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the description of the worm senses. Oh, what was it? Uh, you walk without rhythm, and you won't attract the worm. Which oh, okay, that makes sense. It was in the movie. Yeah, half life in the book. Uh, that 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 is Half Life Two. Uh, that that uh, line is also immortalized in Fatboy Slim's Weapon of Choice, oh, which uh, okay. uh, does not deserve a place on um, Teenage Dirtbags because that is actually a really good video of Christmas yeah, and, dancing. It would be like our like Teenage Dirtbag Christmas special where we actually oh, yeah. talk about something we like for once. Because yeah. <laughs> we're infused with the holiday spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's a Christmas anthem. It is. It is a <laughs> sweet Christmas jam. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta praise you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do we do we want to answer questions? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'll just kind of uh, start start here um, at the first uh, from Brian Murphy. Um, I can see you guys. Yes. Yes, you can. Kind of, except for right now. Yeah. And, and Gary, and except you can't for see Gary. me. Unless you can, which I'm not wearing a shirt. Like, if you, just you guys can't, but all the audience can. It'd be weird, because I just, I was literally seconds ago slowly fingering the pelvis bone of this tiny skeleton. No joke. <laughs> like, and then realized, like, I'm only doing this because I can't be seen. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think eventually as the night went on, you would have started doing that anyway. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, so, so the so the thing here, I'm beginning to envy you not having a, not having the video feed because I'm just finding new things to fiddle with. Yeah. Um. For example. Hey. Hey. That's a, that's a good yeah. fun time, man. I have like too much shit in my desk. Like, I uh, I informed Gary earlier that uh, I fiddle with this all the time Ooh. when yeah. he and I are are chatting. So I'm always like playing with knives at my desk. Yeah. Doing that knife yeah. game. That or yeah, playing mumbly peg and like <laughs> I got this like fake Leatherman that I play with. 
Oh, is that the the Gerber? Uh, um, it is the Gerber. Bridge? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a really nice multi-tool. <laughs> Fucking dorks. <It> is. <laughs> hey, Gary. Sometimes you gotta fix shit. <laughs> Whole bag of tools when you can carry this on your hip like a sixty-five-year-old man. <laughs> no, it's great because uh, because you can swing it open uh, uh, one-handed to get pliers. Yeah, that yeah. is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm expressing an ironic uh, appreciation. That's for... fine. You guys can like your Leatherman. It's not a big deal. <laughs> not a Leatherman. I do. I do oh. like. Uh, well, I like anything. Um, <laughs> uh, which Gerber always reminds me of, like a you know Gerber like baby food, and they used Gerber. to have a. Um, used to have commercials for the Gerber Life Grow Up Plan, which would air at like midnight on. Comedy Central during Adult Swim or Cartoon Network during Adult Swim. Sorry. So I always like was drunk and assumed that they were just saying Gerber Life Throw Up Plan. Like you better get ready because you don't want to throw up on your baby. <laughs> so consult us. We have plans for that. I'm pretty sure that's a mandatory appearance in court if you throw up on a baby. I, it's gotta happen. Like. <laughs> I mean, every time you look at it, you're just going to be like, hot. Anyway, like, I can't believe that came out of a person. I can't like, believe that came out of it, yeah. <laughs> and it's not poop. Like, that's yeah. just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look like taxes someday. Or if it's like the American flag in that Mr. Show sketch where, like, you're programmed not to puke on babies because of the unique <laughs> combination of features and colors that they have. Yeah, of, of eyes and features. Col- who would puke on a baby made of puke? It'd be an empty gesture. <laughs> um, we'll put it on a pole so that no one can get to it. But how would we get it down? But how would we get it down? <laughs> I love that Brooklyn that Brooklyn Lincoln is so good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see here. So Jala says, this is even funnier with Gary's non-existent video feed. Not a question, Jala. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm just going for it. Like, so, so thank people, you for noting. Yeah, pe- people uh, vote on these, and they kind of like bubble to the top. So God oh, damn it. So, so at no point can you be sure that you've gotten them all, because if one of them's unpopular, you may never see it as the comments royal. Uh, yeah, um, pretty much. Well, I don't, is this a, like a Pokemon video cast? Like, do we have to catch them all? Can we save some for later? I think we can do them all. Everybody gets to ask, ask a different thing next month, and they'll be more informed of the general flow. Yeah. yeah, of the fact that we don't answer questions, we just goof for an hour. <laughs> I think that's what they expect. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, we can goof while answering the questions. Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, um, for for example, this one, which has a lot of uh, uh, a little bit of history behind it that I'm not sure. Uh, this is from Brett. He writes, Brayton, can you share some memories from the Melon Boat days? My friends and I listen to those recordings all the time back then, and I have some great memories of uh, playing shows with you guys in some sort of rented garage or something in DeKalb. Uh, uh, well, it's DeKalb because it's DeKalb? Illinois, and that's how we, <laughs> yeah. we ir- irresponsibly pronounce things. Uh, <laughs> it's like, the name after of a man. Like, it's because of Baron DeKalb that it's pronounced. No, I think it's actually German, or, no, it's not German, but it's some, uh, like, it's Iroquois for, like, the corn or something? No, it, it's, it's Baron DeKalb. It's named after a guy named Baron DeKalb. Is that true? Yeah, it's totally true. You didn't. You're not from there, man. No, I'm not. Like, I don't tell you about how all the um, vibranium comes from, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Wakanda, by the way. Yeah, uh, Frida's from Wakanda, yeah. home of the Black Panther, T'Challa. T'Challa and I go way back. Uh, we were in, in a uh, you know show choir together. Anyway, um, okay, yeah, so DeKalb, I think the show that you're talking about, was that actually the Clambassador birthday that... Secrets of Stylish Women played at, and then we played at, and I sang that song about your birthday, and then said <laughs> "fuck you" at the end of it. <laughs> that is, that's undoubtedly that's, it, because I don't think that's, that's probably where I you think that's the first time we met too. <laughs> no, we we'd met before that, I think. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, but the, uh, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, yeah, and then uh, I think we we played a show with "It's a Trap" um, at what we called the Gumby House because it was shaped like Gumby's head. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Melon Boat, uh, and you can download our most recent album and our last album, which is also our first album. Uh, <laughs> it's complicated. Uh, at um, bandcamp.com slash Melon Boat, maybe? Melon Boat? Just search for Melon Boat and Bandcamp. Anyway, um, so Melon Boat was by myself and my friend John Ugolini. It was our... Uh, uh, German minimalist art rock band in DeKalb, and uh, art rock is kind of in quotes because, like, the rock part didn't happen so much. No. <laughs> it was <laughs> just mostly yelling and playing, like, these, uh, like, super minimal songs with, like, you know, three chords or whatever, but we always yelled the titles, which were very long, uh, in front of each of the songs. Um so I'll, to share for Brett, because I know I don't think he was there at the show, I'll share, like, my favorite moment is, uh, oh, gosh, uh, I'm going to offend probably everybody, but uh, <laughs> so Melon Boat was all about offending people, and we did a show that was, uh, it was, we were claiming ourselves to be the first pro-abortion band. Not pro-choice, but we actually suggested that people go out and just get them recreationally. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we did this show uh, where we played one song and then the rest of it we just yelled at the audience. We threw a big pan of meat at the audience. Uh, we had it all set up at the end that like I had this doll on a uh, like a remote control truck that was supposed to drive out of this cardboard box that was uh, symbolizing a woman's vagina. And uh, <laughs> Because it's, it's all minimalist, again, and we're assholes. So um, so it doesn't work, so I end up having to kick the baby out of the uh, out of the back of the vagina through into the <laughs> audience. And then we're chasing it around because it was tied to this rope, so we were, like, pretending like it was getting away. And it all ends, and people are kind of clapping, and this one guy starts heckling us. And he just says, like, oh, great, yeah, I want to totally show up and watch a show about abortions. And uh, so I'm standing on stage, and John is sitting at the same table as him, talking very sternly and quietly, and I'm just standing, staring. And uh, eventually I come down off the stage, and someone puts some of the raw meat that we had on my shoulder. So I just naturally put it in my mouth. And I start walking, <laughs> start walking towards this guy, chewing this raw meat, and I just, like, spit it, and I hit him in the neck with yes. raw meat from my mouth. And he gets up and he's like, yeah, I love getting raw meat spit at me. So I picked up some more and I spit it and I missed. But then he, he promptly left because everyone was freaking out. But there was like a legit like minute and a half awkward silence between 45 people. Like just staring. <laughs> and like Some of them bolted, like just ran out because they thought there was going to be a rumble. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I love that um, the... Uh... That that's that one guy. That guy's one move is like, oh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like whenever anything bad happens, like, 
<laughs> you know, I'm sorry, you were downsizing. Well, I love getting fired. <laughs> you know? like, I love waiting for a bus. What I, would you call that? Like that's that that's uh that's like insincere, earnest sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, he, oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, what, what an asshole. That's my band. Uh, we played a lot of shows back in the Decal days, and we love, like, I really love Secrets of Stylish Women. To this day, I still put some of those songs on uh, on mix CDs I make for people. Yeah, I, I like that band an awful lot as well, Brad. It was really cool when you uh, reached out. It was such a weird, like, oh, shit, I know you in real life from, like, years ago. Actually, um, the guy, there's a guy who works at the pet food shop I go to who played in uh, bands that played in Decalb that really? uh, did shows with. Yeah, it's weird. What so did he if, play? Um, like, Oh Nona or Oh Nora? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I can't remember the exact name. Um, but, yeah, he's a super nice guy. And he's like, yeah, do you, I, like, because he looked at my tattoo. And uh, I was just like, oh, you know, you're from DeKalb. I know that place. Did you? And, yeah, it was really strange. Weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Brett. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah. What do we got next, Cole? Mm. Well, up next, we have uh, Evan Jones-Thorne, who writes in to ask, what steps go into developing and launching a new podcast? Are there any really promising ideas that just couldn't get past some of those steps? Um, I Like, every podcast I've done, other than the one, like, the two of them that are successful, two and a half, uh, get to that point. Because, <laughs> you know, launching, like, a you know, you can do whatever you want. Like, you can just make a podcast. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But finding an audience is the hard part. And... Uh, you know, I both me and Cole and and me and Brayton, um, you know, worked in kind of toiled obscurity until we kind of hit upon something that worked. Yeah. In, uh, in that respect, like there's, I don't think there's really a formula for it. I think that you just, um, you know, be consistent and, uh, uh, you know, just and it didn't help. Video games were a real way in because uh, it's a tech savvy audience and yeah. a popular podcast topic anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So for every other thing I've tried to do, like, does not really succeed in, in that sense. Like, I'm really proud of all the stuff mm-hmm. I've done, but there's no... Uh, all that stuff you could say did not get past the ground floor, even though I think they're promising ideas. Definitely. I, you know, I think that, like, we have some ideas, and, you know, on the Patreon backer blog, we're doing some, you know, a little, you know, series, or at least one of the topics we can do is, like, dream projects. And, you know, I think that the first step is kind of just having an idea, um, you know, uh, of, of, like, what this would actually be. Um, and I think that the biggest thing that gets in the way of those is, uh, honestly time, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's the, that, that's the biggest investment more than anything, you know, especially since we have the network kind of set up the, the, the opportunity cost of adding something new is actually kind of negligible in terms of like technology and in terms of, you know, getting a little bit of cross promotion and, uh, and runoff. So I think that in terms of like actual steps that something needs to go through, it's just a matter of like can we kick the tires? Is there actually stuff to say about this? Um, you know, and I think that <clears throat> a big example of the, su- the success that, you know, that we've had of getting something through that was just uh, Bonfire Side Chat, where Gary and I were just texting back and forth saying, man, Dark Souls, you know, like we ought to do that. And then it became like a thing. So, yeah, Well, the, the idea part is easy. Like I've got, I've, I have infinite ideas for shows yeah. that I think are really good. Like I can, you know, there are like things, that, and most of them I'm planning to do at least in limited runs just to get them out of my head. But like, yeah, I mean, that's what pilot and, season is, right? Yeah, that's a, that's what you know part of what pilot season was, and that's part of like if you want to, I'm not saying it to self promote, but mm-hmm. um, the idea of a holla, the last few episodes of that is me realizing what you know, taking a hard look at this thing that I thought was very promising and had not 
kind of uh, pan appeal and really taking apart why I thought it didn't. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because that's that's something that, uh, not that you have to be popular to do something worth doing, but, uh, you know, the idea part is super, you know, it doesn't fall, for me, it doesn't fall down at that point. Yeah. It falls down at the, uh, you know, execution or just, like, wh whether this is too niche and too weird yeah. to, yeah. I suppose I didn't define my term too 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 uh, um, clearly, uh, just because like idea and then just like you know, what do we have to say about this? What's the format? What uh you know like like what's the structure around that's going to be like? Actually, what is this? A podcast about Dark Souls, and then like okay, well how do we do that in a way that's kind of like engaging? Um, and I think that the you know the the, the book club format is actually really uh, useful uh, for us, you know, in, in terms of giving us a little bit of a template for that. Yeah. And yeah. even that part, like I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay mm -hmm. the craft that went into making this stuff, but that stuff I still feel like comes pretty, pretty natural. You know, like I think that the success of those things is uh, could only really be chalked up to the fact that we just did it really consistently, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, because people, people like what we have to say. Yeah. You know, like the actual format, like what it will look like, things like that. Like that seems, that seemed to fall into place pretty, you know, pretty easily to me. I don't know if, if, you, if you agree, but it seemed like that to me. I think that the, the kind of success part just kind of came, at least mostly through consistency and, uh, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. Um, mm. Let's see here. Next question. Uh, this is, again, from Evan Jones-Thorne. How is Gary going to co-host a podcast about terrible music videos if he doesn't have <laughs> to train? I'm training right now. Well, that's the thing is, is that most uh, terrible music videos from that period of time all contained a singular important element, and that is a bald bass player that didn't wear a shirt that had a huge goatee. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can check out uh, System of the Down. You can check out uh, 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 what's the other one? Uh, you can check out the Queens of the Stone Age album yeah, for two thousand four. Yeah, yeah two thousand four. You could check out uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, uh, Mudvayne, the song. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> what's the, the word, word is Mudvayne. Mud <laughs> it's one word. Um, well, the, the 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 that is true. And then the other thing is that I kind of stopped listening to MTV before that. So like my early nineties is more my my thing. I can point out some, you know, essentially just live and collective soul. Yeah. Uh, so that's <laughs> what I'm bringing. A guy with a bucket hat would also be a big thing. Yeah, anything <laughs> with a bucket hat, I'm down. So, so like Primus and that. Yeah, you know, Primus. Primus. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, New Radicals? E6. E6 um, is bucket hat worthy, yeah. Yeah. I like bucket hat worthy is kind of like sponge worthy in a way where like <laughs> you know it's only good if you can put a bucket hat on it like some Jimmy's chicken shack or something. Damn, damn girl, you look good. Put a bucket hat on it. <laughs> you guys, have you guys ever owned a bucket hat? Uh, no, no, no. I have not. They're nice. They're good for uh, they're good for camping and uh, going on various river activities. You, 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 you pop it in the you pop, pop it in the water and put it on your head. Keeps you cool. Is that what the idea is with the bucket hat? Do you do no, that? Maybe that's uh, that's just the, the the way I've always used it. You can that's do that. Ross. <laughs> it's a Ross special. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, no, no bucket hat. But we'll get some if we do the podcast long enough. <laughs> we'll wear them while podcasting. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see here. Evan Noggle asks. Um, a baffling question. Pit beef or corned beef? I actually I don't know what pit beef is. I apologize <laughs> for being a dick, but I don't know. 
I'd like to know. Do you guys make you a dick? I... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not knowing a kind of meat. Nah, it sounds it sounds unsavory. It sounds like bush meat. Like it, <laughs> it sounds like you're talking about long. Food. I feel like like pit beef sounds like the sort of beef that you would cook in like a giant fire pit, which I'm all for if that's the case. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of corned beef, despite the fact that like I went to um, uh, my grandmother's house like for years and years and years every. Uh, St. Patrick's Day and ate corned beef. Like, that was just what we did because we're Irish. Yeah. What, uh, what, what, what pit beef appears to be, it's like a similar kind of uh, cured meat to, uh, to corned beef, except uh, it is smoked in a barbecue-like fashion. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I like corned I wanna, beef. That sounds I want to eat boor, uh, I want to eat pit beef right now. I don't want to eat borf beef, borf which is beef. what I almost borf. said. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want borfed beef. I want yeah, pit beef. I want it all. Yeah, the, Thai place, the fancy Thai place in town, um, I, I've, the, one of the, their good dishes is boar collar. I've eaten their boar collar several times. Nice. Some borf <laughs> you have to make sure that you can take the lapels out. Yeah, <laughs> it's the, uh, the little, yeah, members only board jacket. The, the, when you say pit jacket beef, it reminds me of in Roseanne how she started that restaurant to have loose meat sandwiches. Yeah, loose meat sandwich is one of <laughs> yeah. the most unappealing things. In yeah, yeah, gross. Like, it's, it's, it's right up there with like the word heap is real gross to me. <laughs> like the way that people react to the word. Uh, Moist uh, is the way I react to the heap. Heap is just, it's just so unappealing. Yeah. So, so like if, if I said a, if I said the word heap and helping, then or, like uh, a, or, or, or heap of moist loose beef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a big heap of moist loose meat on your sandwich. I think you found Brayton's kill phrase. Yeah, I <laughs> love Putin machine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, just by, by by virtue of my experience, what is it you eat on New Year's Day to get uh, to get good luck? Uh, sauerkraut or corned beef? I forget. Do they usually come hand in hand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with corned beef just by, by experience. And and I will say pit beef just so I can take the thing in the mystery box. Like I've never <laughs> had it, but it sounds good. <laughs> curtain yeah. number three. Yeah, I'll take curtain number three. Pit, pit beef is is uh, sounds great. I, I don't <laughs> I've never had it, but let's do it. I'll what do it tomorrow. I... Like if, if, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> like if Evan Noggle and I want to hang out and eat pit beef, I'll friggin' fly to wherever you are and eat pit beef. Wait, is this I got a, nothing is going on. Reed, is this time for another installment of Pit Beefin with Gary and Brayton? <laughs> <laughs> they just call me the pit boss. <laughs> well, I'm going to be in Illinois fairly soon. We could do some pit beefin. We're going to have to do. Uh, Evan Noggle, will you come out to Illinois and eat pit beef with us? <laughs> yeah. In silence. Yeah. The sound of our conversation will just be wet meat noises. <laughs> I guess we just eat that. Yeah. Start the pit beef cast. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is a question from uh, uh, some some client named Brayton Cameron asking. Oh. I'd like to hear Gary tell the story of Doctor Bong. Uh, so some MMORPG stories, horror or otherwise, could be fun. Also, he uh, Mellonboat, which you already addressed. So, who's Doctor Bong, Gary? Um, Doctor Bong. So, this I think I'm sure I've told this story on the air before, but I'll tell it again. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I think MMOs are bad games. 
almost uniformly. Like I think that there there cannot be like I feel like the good game is almost incompatible with that design philosophy. And the uh, I gave one a try though, and it was City of Heroes because I like superheroes, and uh, the it was free. And the uh, no, it wasn't free. I spent like twenty bucks and then got my free yeah. fifteen days or what have you. And uh, the character creation was super fun. I was playing it, and it was like mostly going by myself. Uh, relatively, you know, fine, and just solo in it, going through, fighting endless enemies, killing ten whatevers, um, you know, and it was fine. And then uh, I, I got to the second zone where it was really hard. You had to uh, team up with people to get past it. And, um, it, you know, I put up a looking for group, and I got adapted, adopted into this group, and there was this slow dawning moment of horror as I looked, and my game, I was like the golem, and I had cool earth powers, and on my team was uh, Dr. Bong, and uh, the fart shaman, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, and they we just started running towards the mission or whatever, and we were over these like lava pits that were filled with fire lizards, and I fell into one of the fire pits, and everyone called me a fag, and, <laughs> and then I uninstalled and didn't turn back. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was yeah, a very I'm foolish thing you did, and I was like, okay, that's what MMOs are like. I'm okay. I'm all right. You fall into a fire pit and somebody calls you a fag. Yep, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. That's a back of the box feature. Yeah, that's what. That's what. That's and someone's like, that was very foolish. I'm like, I didn't fucking do it on purpose, bong doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, for once in your life, where'd you get this degree? Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really liked uh, City of Heroes, but the thing I liked most about it was character creation, which oh, yeah. was really fantastic. Uh, and yeah. I remember playing. I made a f- dozen characters or whatever, and uh, the only one that ever got any pickups for a group was my uh, character Samurai Medic who was just a medic. <laughs> I just made the guy with like the closest I could to samurai, like traditional samurai armor, and then put a big like red cross on his chest like he was <laughs> in the red cross. And I made him a healer and then like every ten seconds I got group invites. Um, huh. and then I ended up I ended up playing City of Villains for a while, but I made a class that could solo just because I didn't want to play with anybody. Yeah. So the Mastermind, I think it was, where you could actually like summon robots, which was great, because I would be inside of like a warehouse or a cave, and then these like <laughs> these robots would drop from the sky, which was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked City of Heroes. I never got involved in any kind of like social play with that. It was mostly just me uh, uh, running around and jumping. The uh, the the, yeah. the jump uh, travel ability was just really fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, Crackdown here pretty soon. Um, oh, yeah, Crackdown. More about that. Yeah, yeah, but just, like, jumping, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, most of my stories are from EverQuest, and they're actually kind of boring just because, uh, uh, you know, just because it was a very supportive guild that I had on a role-playing server, <laughs> you know. So. And, and, like, I can I can see the, the a perfect world in which, like, an MMO might work, like, in, in a D&D kind of way. Like an RP server with like D and D rules, like I could almost play D and D online with like sure. a group of like-minded weirdos. But like a traditional, like the you know the the dipping, you know, trying. Uh, uh, I ended up trying out WoW sometime like fairly recently to like a trial of it, just because something I wanted. To, I had some idea of writing something about it and didn't end up doing it. But like I just like they're well-produced bad Diablo games. Like, yeah. like really high production values, but we're playing X Men Legends for Watch Out for Fireballs right now, and like I would just rather do that in a single player game. If I'm just gonna smash stuff and collect loot and fight hordes of bad guys, like 
I just don't want other people around to do it to tell me like what is the right way right. to play and what's the wrong way. Or if you yeah. do, they're in your living room with you, and it's totally. Fun. And that's super fun. We played Ultimate Alliance, and that was tons of fun. For you yeah, know. we played oh, the whole game, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Leonardo yelling for Asgard. Yeah, yeah was... Cam Clark just fucking. <laughs> um, and and I remember because we had like that standing like weekly like you'd come over and play Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. good times. Um, yeah, I. I t- Cool. I feel like you would remember this, but maybe you were too young. Did you ever play The Realm? Oh, why do I remember that? Because it was like, like the first MMO. That that I mean that was like a, I mean was it graphical or was that a, yeah it was a, it was graphical yeah. and it was real cheesy but it was a fantasy MMO and I remember very little because I was like fifteen sixteen when I was playing it but it was like the first time. I had ever played an MMO number one, and then this, also this first time I was in, ever involved with uh, like sex chat uh, on the internet. <laughs> so like, I was playing MMO. Oh yeah, I was playing the realm at my friend's house because I didn't have internet at the time. Because this is back when having the internet was a thing. Yeah. Um, and so I was playing that, and then it was just like I was playing, and the next thing I know, I'm like getting this chat message that's like uh, jumped on your chest and shoved my boobs in your face. And I'm like, what? Why did this happen? Like, I just want to kill rats with you. Yeah. (laughs) I think think maybe I had a little bit of experience with that um, before I found EverQuest. But that might have been like a free-to-play or like there was just a way that you could play it as a stupid little kid without a a credit card. Um, Similar uh, was Tibia. Uh, Played a lot of that and that was kind of like the free, like top-down like super... Uh, it's actually reminiscent of the of the Horse Isle game. Actually, is the closest the closest uh, representation I could think of for it today. Uh, but yeah, the, the I, I remember the realm. Also, uh, Active Worlds. I remember doing that. It was kind of like a very early version of uh, Second Life. Okay. Like a, it was it was really just a a chat room that you had 3D avatars that you could like fly around with. I think you could buy like real estate to make houses and stuff. Sure. Yeah. That doesn't sound so bad. That seems yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, I I just think I'm trying. I I keep going back and trying to like dredge up like Oprah memories of of uh, all the, you know, like maybe horrible shit that I saw that I just couldn't process when I was that young. Yeah. So like maybe somebody was trying to do that. Nobody was jumping on my chest and shaking their boobs. Yeah. Uh, at least it, I explicitly remember. Yeah, and, you know, it's all in. It's all typed out, so like, I, so my response is like a sixteen-year-old super shy individual who's never had any <laughs> sexual experience at this time, like, just fled. Like, it just went to, like, different screens to hope to avoid this person. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, other than that, I used to play uh, Guild Wars, and I would always play as a girl character, because that's just kind of... My thinking in video games where it gives you a choice is, like, if I can be the monster or the alien, I want to do that. um, Mm -hmm. Because I'm a white male every day, why don't I want to ever play as something else, you know? Yeah. So I did that, and then it was a lot of like uh, getting ASL questions like all the time. Yeah. Like, always, always dudes trying to trying to flirt with me. Yeah, trying to jump all up ons. Yeah. Trying to put their boobs in my face. <laughs> a bunch of dudes. Oh, just going for it. Yeah. <laughs> On the internet. Yeah. Just like us. <laughs> um. So Johnny Rocco asks, uh, So Cole, any comments about the recent use of the Mountain Goats track Up the Wolves in an episode of the Walking Dead TV series? Do any other bizarre cultural crossover collisions come to mind? 
uh, is referring to. Actually, that was a really good uh, episode this season. Uh, it was it was Daryl focused, and uh, I was really kind of shocked that that came on. Um, a because I don't think about anybody else liking that band, although it's really popular. So that's a really I love that band. band. It's great. Yeah, yeah no, but it's like it's like of you. What's that? I know, right? I, I understand. Like, I, I totally understand that that's, like, kind of crazy. But, like, that is not something you see on television. So, like, oh, yeah, the sunset tree. That's amazing. Great. It was a good use of it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, the only other thing I can compare it to, um, and I, I really don't have any other thoughts, than, you know, aside from, like, oh, there are people who like these bands at these shows. Um, <laughs> there was an episode of Rescue Me that used an eel song that used uh, Fresh Blood. Sure. Yeah, yeah, um, at the end of it. So, you know, you get that little, like, uh, twinge of recognition. Yeah, um, there was a, there's like one episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that had a Rilo Kylie song in it, and I almost shit my <laughs> pants. <Yeah>. Oh, God! <laughs> no, it's gone! <laughs> I mean, oh admittedly, God. I'm in love with Jenny Lewis and always will be. Like, yeah. Um, but, but no, it was just like, this is a thing that I love on a thing that I love. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that 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 really is what it is. It gets it gets you going. Um, like more relevant to like video games, like Alan Wake, uh, had some of the best use of um, licensed music in games, uh, that 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 I've seen like ever. I guess kind of in the chapter end kind of thing. So uh, specifically having uh, having Pose haunted be one of the one of the outro tracks on one of those chapters. Um, well, you just yeah. like that because Poe is because the brother House of Michael Danielewski, who wrote uh, House of Leaves, and then she wrote that album that was about House of Leaves. You just, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I would not have been able to make fun of Cole for that. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Well, now <laughs> you're here. Back me up. So you're just tactic. Like, <laughs> no, it was no, totally because... for Alan Wake, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it is. But uh, I actually didn't know that. I was a fan of Poe like ahead of time and listened to that album because I used to do like a little a little radio show on like the my community college that I was in, and like that album came in as like one of the things we should play. Mm-hmm. Whenever that came in, not to age myself too much, but. Um, yeah, so I was familiar with the album, and then it was like I read that book and liked it, and then like someone told me that they were related, and I was like, like "Oh, like, that's weird." Mm-hmm. That's a good album. Yeah, Gary, it's a good book. <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, I, hard things. It's hard to come to mind. Like I like the the musical breaks in Alan Wake as well, like a Roy Orbison song. Yeah, yeah super, <laughs> that's super good. Um, yeah, I ended up enjoying that. It's hard for me to think of like a you know a band that I really like showing up. In a thing, though, um, while simultaneously liking, you know, lots of bands and stuff, it's not like, uh, you know, I like the Mountain Boot Goats too. I just don't like the Walking Dead TV show. Like, I just haven't seen it. I'm not yeah. saying that to be hip. I'm just, it, it's just as true that I didn't catch that because, because uh, I, you know, I don't even watch two TVs. I'm that, I'm that cool. <laughs> so, the, um, yeah, it, it, it is weird. I, I will have the experience more like if I'm in a restaurant and they'll be playing something really weird. Like, oh, why are they, you know, playing the chills and this Applebee's? Like, that's really strange. Yeah, like, that that yeah. will happen. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was at a Taco Bell and they started playing um, the National and I started thinking maybe I shouldn't like this band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but of course I have to because yeah. they're amazing. And because you love Taco Bell. And I do <laughs> love Taco. I have uh, for those of you who don't know uh, at home. I'm full of tattoos, and uh, so here is, uh, well, that's a hot dog there, and then yeah. if you can get that, that's a taco yeah. right there. <laughs> it's actually a taco night. It's upside down. I, I don't want to move my webcam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
I was at a truck stop. It was like 2 a.m. Um, on like an Ohio, like a, a rural Ohio uh, highway, and they were playing like a seaside off of a really uh, um, uh, off of off of a Wilco album. I was like, this, you should be playing Ted Nugent. What's happening? Yeah, that's that's always great. Like when you realize that there are people with good taste in music in the world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just us. Yeah, it's not just the three of us and and people watching, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah so listen to the Sunset Tree every day. <laughs> I yeah. I like that album, but I like I like the earlier, dirtier stuff a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a real all hail West Texas kind of guy. For sure. Um, but I like the Sunset Tree as well. Yeah, that was. Um... I don't, I don't know what it was. Like A friend of mine gave me that CD, Sunset Tree, and also gave me uh, We Shall All Be Healed. Is that the name of it, right? Yeah, the concept album about heroin addicts. Right, okay, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they gave me that at the same time, and like sometimes you know you get a CD from a friend and you don't really listen to it. And then mm-hmm. I ended up watching the video for this year yeah. and uh, fell in love with it and actually had that like written on the mirror of my... like apartment in college because I'm a freaking psycho and wanted this <laughs> that came in. <laughs> but I, on a similar note to that and, uh, and tattoos, uh, I was I don't think I told Gary, but I told Evan, who's a friend of mine, that uh, I'm a big Hold Steady fan and like recently started to listen to Separation Sunday a lot. And uh, from Separation Sunday is a song, Little Hood Rat Friend. And there's this line, uh, I ain't going to do anything sexual to you. And I wanted to get that tattooed across my collarbone uh, <laughs> just so that, like, if I ever take my shirt off in front of someone in a sexual connotation, they automatically assume I'm a serial killer. It puts them off guard. But then I decided that it wasn't worth it. My other tattoo idea that I'll never get, sorry to go too far off topic, That's... but I wanted to get a... Uh, Rosie the Riveter tattoo, uh, but instead of saying uh, we could do it or whatever, it says why bother, and she's holding a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> were we talking about like the the German like um, what were we talking about in Google Chat when we were talking about that? Like something about like I will not go to work today to masturbate, and like we translated <laughs> in, in Latin, and it was like that's right, and it yeah. sounds really nice. Yeah, it was like. To beat off, no work for I, or something like that. It's like a really great direct translation. Yeah. I really, yeah, I love, I love whenever we Google translate something. Like, like when we Google translated uh, that thing for, um, for your show. What, like, I uh, better more than the dad in Beethoven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dad from Beethoven. Uh, yeah. Translated as more than the dad from Beethoven or something like that. Beethoven, yeah, for uh, for the rest of the the family of uh, I don't know whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, Doctor Bryce Groden. Yeah, Doctor Bryce Groden. Yeah, yeah. Well, Doctor Chase Groden. There were two doctors named Groden that I played on two of your yeah. shows. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that was, I think that's the first episode of Pilot Wing. I think which Cole is on. Um, yeah. I think that's that's uh, osteoneurosis. Did you just call uh, it Pilot Wing? I, 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 yeah, I, I wish was, that was a podcast. Make yeah. Pilot Wing's podcast. Yes. <laughs> just like the beeping noise of getting through successive rings. Yeah. Um, and then, or just like inside the head of the guy with the jetpack strapped to his back that always died. Yeah. <laughs> like a 15 second skit at the end of every episode. That guy. <laughs> I'm just baffled that John Hughes wrote the Beethoven movies. What? Yeah. Is that true? 
That is that 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 is absolutely I, the truth. It's not that baffling. Like he started sucking, you know, pretty quick nine, and then yeah. continued to suck for the rest of his life. Yeah. Like he just made a lot of schlocky shit. You know, he yeah, had really good uh, movies in the eighties, and then really garbage stuff for the rest of his life. Until well, he dies. Golden Taylor is great. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen it, so I can't comment. But if you say it's great, I believe you, Cole. You have good taste. <laughs> Wait a minute. And are never, ever sarcastic. (laughs) Oh, let's see here. Speaking of goofy movies, uh, Murph, uh, our our friend, he's going to be on the uh, uh, next episode of Bonfire Side Chat, actually, coming out here in a couple days. Uh, He says, or asks, rather, riff tracks. I've never listened to one, but I like the concept. Discuss. For clarity, discuss discuss riff tracks and uh, if you like them, not the fact that I've never listened to one. P.S. So he wants us to talk about how he's never listened to one. Yeah, I think for clarity, I think that's what he wants. Okay. Yeah. yeah so okay, why cool. are you telling us this? That's weird, Murph. Well, I assume that because that was the basic idea of Teenage Dirtbag, right? Like we were gonna originally do a riff tracks over a video from the '90s. Yes, but then then could not do it. <laughs> um, because it would be a pain in the ass. Like there are ways to do it, but nobody would ever check it out. Yeah. Um, do, do you guys riff track? Do you guys know riff tracks? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never done one. So uh, to to solve Murph's problem of never having watched one, it's a pretty easy problem to solve. Um, I've not done it. Like it's specifically like the, the the official ones. I love Mystery Science Theater. I mean, that's a controversial opinion, I know, but uh, that's the closest mm-hmm. I've ever gotten to like digging on one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's if there was like a free trial one, I probably would give it a try, but mm-hmm. there's no there's no option to just get one for free and just try it. Oh, uh there, there is something that kind of is in the same vein that I really like. Um Wizard People Dear Reader. Uh that is Brad Neely, uh the China Illinois guy. Uh, okay. that's what he did uh before that was kind of on Adult Swim. It is kind of a book that he wrote over top of the Harry Potter movie. Um, okay. So you can see it on YouTube, and so it, like the the audio of uh, of of the of the movie is muted, except he is kind of like reading narration over top of it, and okay. uh, it's really really funny because he has this uh, crazy strained uh, voice that he does it in, and I've heard that he does like live performances of it. That's that's pretty choice watching. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw. I've never watched one of the home riff tracks, um, but I went and watched them do uh, Plan Nine for Outer Space live. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was fun. Like it is, it's really, it was really dad humory. <laughs> like I was surprised by how dorky it was, um, <laughs> but it was still, it's still pretty fun to to see, um, and see those guys. I'm a, I like Mystery Science Theater 3002, but I'm a real Joel guy, and uh, and Mike is the guy who's doing the uh, the riff tracks, and I just, yeah. I don't quite like him quite as much. Like he's very funny, but he doesn't, like I think it's just that he's just like earnest, happy, funny, whereas yeah. Joel is a little bit drier and. Uh, that was more appealing to me when I first kind of ran into it. Is it? Uh, doesn't was Joel doing the Cinema Titanica? Uh, I think you're right. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if he still is, but he was for sure. Yeah. But um. Yeah. In generally in favor without having very much experience, I think is our consensus. Yeah, and yeah. Cinema Titanica is the exact same thing, different name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they both own the idea. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Evan Jones Thorne asks, "How many jackets does everybody own? Do you actually use all of them? Should you shouldn't you maybe consider doing something uh, with all of your extra jackets, like donating them to people who don't have jackets? Jackets. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm selling these fine leather jackets. 
Oh. Um, I said that on, on, on our Patreon page, too, in response to this. Um, oh, the finest recycled jokes. Yeah. I have two yeah. jackets, one heavy and one light. And I yeah. wear one when it's gold and one when it's not. Yeah, we're in the same boat. I have a spring-fall jacket and a winter jacket, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, I have a heavy wool jacket and I have a red hoodie zip up thing and a blue hoodie zip up thing. Wait, are we counting hoodies? Because then I'm fucked. I don't think we are, man. I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to decide. I think the hoodies I, don't count as a jacket. I use them as a jacket, so that is my that that is my exterior wear. Um, you know, hmm. well, if that counts, then every sweater vest I own also counts. <laughs> yeah. So so if that's the case, I have one jacket, which makes me a better human than everybody. I think you're it right. does because you're, you're not getting your excess ones. Yeah. Or you 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 don't have excess ones to give away. Whereas me and Brayton could technically you know do without one of our jackets. Yeah, I mean I could I could pull a Ryan Green and get rid of my heavy coat and just wear fifty five layers and yeah. come to work. <laughs> and yeah, and take take forty five minutes to get ready. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh. I and and if anybody should get rid of a jacket, it should be me and it should be my heavy coat because Portland is only cold enough to necessitate it like two weeks. So yeah. I like it during those two weeks, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Times How cold does it get to, like in Portland during winter? Really, I, I ask because I'm moving there. Um, not yeah, which I'm excited about, and the people will reap the benefits of that some way. I'm sure. The um, I don't even I'm bad with figures and measurements and stuff. That's not how I think. I think I have a learning disability of some kind. The um, but not too bad. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. So, in comparison to, say, Chicago winter... Yeah, no, it is nothing like that. But your body adjusts. Like, I get... If I go outside and it's, like, you know, 25 degrees or 30 degrees, I feel like it's fucking freezing. Whereas in Illinois, negative 25 degrees and, you know, there's weather advisories not to go outside without dying. Yeah, all right. So it's it's not like that. um, There's a story I've told it before, but when I came here on my honeymoon, um, it was, like, probably, like... 40 degrees and raining, and it was in March, and uh, I was in a, a restaurant, and this couple came in, and he was shivering, and he took off, like, multiple layers. He's like, it's like fucking January out there, and it was, <laughs> it was like, literally 40 degrees and raining. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm right with you. Uh, when I went to London in November, uh, we were we were waiting for Spamalot to begin, and we were just hanging out in, like, kind of a drinking bar area with a bunch of people, and this one woman came came in and was talking about how she just came from India and it's 45 degrees outside and she's like, oh, it's proper winter. And I was like, fuck you, no, it is not proper winter. Wait, wait. (laughs) I think this is just a shared spiritual malady we all have having come from the Midwest, which has terrible winters. So everything else is going to be, we're we're like spicy food guy. This isn't spicy. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, Midwest. No. Mid- Evan understands that. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said Evan understands that. He is also from Midwest. True, True that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and probably Brett as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Brandon Douglas asks: Video game films are almost always terrible. Is there any hope of something decent coming out of this genre of movie, or should games just be left at home? What intellectual property do you think would have the least chance of failure? In the right hands. Hey, Brandon. Hey, hey Brandon. Hi. Yep. Brandon's a good guy. Yeah. Um, if I may, mm-hmm. uh, you may do. Most video game movies are, in fact, terrible. But like, you're starting a video game movie like a Doom or uh, like 
I don't know, uh, Alone in the Dark, with kind of a, a game that doesn't have necessarily a lot of story. I think like I think Mass Effect could probably uh, translate pretty well if you took a, a Mass Effect or a Mass Effect 2 even, for that matter. Um, uh, because it is a really story-rich thing. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, like, all the games that would work, like Mass Effect, or, you know, they're talking about doing a Last of Us movie, they're already close enough that it kind of, it, it, it would kind of be like, you know, kissing your sister. It wouldn't really count, just because... I think my sister's you know. cute. <laughs> I think my sister's cute. <laughs> <laughs> my mom said, no, 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 but oops, I did it anyway. <laughs> so horrifying uh, analogies aside yeah I mean just uh, you know what, what was it they were talking about doing a- an asteroids movie a little while back what like, seriously yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was on the plate there for a while and we spent a little time during the Shadow of the Colossus episode of uh, Watch Out for Fireballs talking about how ridiculous it would be to, to have that movie ever made um, yeah so so I agree with you Braden but I almost wonder if, if taking Mass Effects into film would you know, A, be, like, look, like, too short of a jump, and B, like, taking away kind of the choice from, you know, taking the choice out of that. Well, you sure. know, what little apparent choice you have um, would, would diminish, true. like, kind of what was special about it. Yeah, I feel like Mass Effect 1 had maybe the least choice. Like, you were basically going to do the main story no matter what, whether you were yeah. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that one would be okay, but, like... Yeah. By the time you get to Mass Effect 3, there's so many different choices that you've made over two games. That, yeah. like, I think... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, oh, I think yeah. that Mass Effect 2 would make a wonderful uh, like miniseries. And that also gets the other thing. Like You, you take a 10-, 12-hour game and try and get it down to two hours, and like you're losing you know, kind of a bunch of stuff in that. What you're losing, obviously, is the gameplay. But uh, oftentimes yeah. it ends up being like, we have to hit all these beats like as quickly as possible. And that's where like the you know for the Silent Hill movie, for as visually impressive as that was, that kind of fell down because it was like, here's the hospital level, here's the school level, here's the yeah, et cetera, yeah. and down the line. Well, um, yeah, but if we made a Mass Effect movie, it just wouldn't have the Mako tank in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then that would be the whole thing. That would be fine. <laughs> yeah. But to do like a Mass Effect, I mean, Mass Effect 2 is essentially structured like a mini-series anyway. So you yeah. would have, oh, here's Miranda's, you know, kind of thing. It's you know, It would turn into kind of like Firefly, almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's it's just a matter of like, oh, which story will bear it out, and then which form will that story kind of like be best suited in? You know, I like games because they're games. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think I think... Cole's 100% right in like a way like I think or I think you're both right like I think if you're going to make that jump you need something that is uh, really far on the narrative spectrum anyway mm-hmm. but why take away like the one thing that makes Mass Effect a game you know mm-hmm. like I'm, yeah. I'm way into my games being games and I don't like you know and I've, I've said it a thousand times like I don't like it when my games are trying to be movies like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm I like a game experience that is like into a the medium gears or something like that. Yeah, like that. I hate that game. Like I tried to play that and I got so mad and I which, stopped. Which game? Sorry, Zeno Gears. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, like I think that's an awful game and like I just there's nothing to it. Like it's not that good of a story and it's not fun to play and like you know take advantage of the medium. You know mm-hmm. the same way when you talk about the miniseries thing, like you know it would have to be a, be a miniseries, but then really like what are you adding? Not just doing. You know, the plot of Mass Effect, as I understand it, or any game, like, I'll, it's sounding like I'm bashing on Mass Effect, which I'm trying not to do, like, you know, taking a game I really like, like, even taking something like, like Alpha Protocol, I love Alpha Protocol, mm-hmm. taking that plot and just doing an Alpha Protocol miniseries, the plot is not so unique that you couldn't just do 
a spy series and get yeah. monitors and just have it be fine yeah. without having it be like just come up with a new IP. You know, if, if the video game movies are real cynical brand recognition cash grab yeah. kind of things, if they're going to be any good, like they might not be okay, but they're very rare. Is it going to be important that they are based on the movie or yeah. based on the game rather? Kind of an angle that I hadn't considered before we started talking about this. Like, straight-up adaptations are almost always destined to fail. But, like, if you took a game world or a game series that kind of has a rich fiction, you know, backing it up, or a world, something like that. So, like, and hear me out on this. Like, say, like, a like an Assassin's Creed movie that didn't stick to one of the games, but was like, okay, let's take these kind of component parts. Or Mass Effect. Like, let's tell a story that happened, like, way over here that's off to the side that's yeah. kind of smaller and more intimate. So like you know that like that 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 I think would be the only way that it was most successful. The where they weren't trying to be like oh here here's Ezio or you know here's Commander Shepard, but like this is something that's taking place, and that's something that like Star Wars games have done pretty well. Um, the most successful Star Wars games have nothing to do with the movies uh, by yeah. and large. You know, well, so that, like, that would be a good way yeah. to go around it. I, I I've only got ten hours of of Mass Effect in, but like I from what I understood of the reading the fiction is it wasn't that like that world is not that unique like it is very detailed, mm-hmm. but it, it trafficked in a lot of space opera tropes, mm-hmm. you know that, like it doesn't need whatever what you're describing doesn't have to be a Mass Effect. Oh that, true. You know, like true. it's not really benef- My point is more like it's not really benefiting from using the the name recognition other than like marketers will get big yeah. money boners. Oh for sure. Benefiting but, but but, but like. That's like a step closer to like what would possibly be successful about it. Yeah. Like, you know, like you know, at, at that point, if the if the brand becomes you know, the brand brand uh, becomes irrelevant, like okay, we can use this and you know establish some kind of shorthand that people can enter it with. You know? Right. And then the best it could be is like a good movie on its own that doesn't really need or yeah. use the license. Which like good movies are good movies. Yeah. But, yeah. Which which is fine. But I just I I wish that I don't feel like that works real well. You know. Yeah. And uh yeah. Games, games are very different. Like the, the golf between a game and a movie is a wider golf than the golf between a book and a movie. Mm-hmm. It's you know, weird. Like, it's weird that that's the case, but it's it's not. It's like it's, there's a whole other way of interacting with it. Like it's right. it's yeah. an interactive thing. Like it's a, engages an entirely different set of your brain and senses and stuff. Like they're very kind of far apart as as mediums, you know. Yeah. Despite um, the fact that they are both audio visual mediums. They're, yeah, but know, they're just like yeah. tactile about it, you know. Yeah, oh, no. it really rolls apart. On a similar note, uh, if you go to the, if you have the Dark Horse app with Dark Horse Comics, there is a Mass Effect free comic uh, <laughs> that covers the uh, Helmar. Um, oh, the Hanar, yeah. Yeah, the Hanar. Sorry, the Hanar um, Specter named Blasto, I think is his name, <laughs> who is just every single spy cliche ever, and it's amazing. So <laughs> yeah. I recommend that. It's also, I think it was a free comic book day thing, so it's a free comic. So check it out. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of funny how they have fiction uh, inside the world that is as ridiculous. Also, what is it the 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 all Elcor rendition of a uh, of yeah Hamlet, of Hamlet. <laughs> where, where they say what their emotion is distraught to be or not to be <laughs> right because then you can really get with the actor mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know just get, get lay it all out on the table right <laughs> yeah. I wish, you know what? Like, if I was more involved in theater, I would want to do a fake all Elcor, <laughs> where I would just be straight reading of something famous, Hamlet or or whatever, and and just state the emotion before I say the line. <laughs> I would love to see that. I really would. Hmm. 
Uh, there's a related question around this that we should probably ask since it's, since it's uh, concurrent here. So Alan asks, um, if an as-of-yet untapped film or TV property was to be made into a video game, uh, what one would you like to see and why? Also, what genre of game would it suit? Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't feel like it, it's necessary, like it's as big a golf to do that. You know, like adding yeah. interactivity to something is more plausible and less disastrous than taking it away. You know, yeah. um, because you look at something like The Walking Dead, which does what Cole was just talking about, where it takes a setting and mm. just sets something different in there. And those games are phenomenal and yep. you know super successful just by adding gaminess to them. So, yeah. but but I, the thing I learned is it doesn't have to do with like it's not that the walk that is because The Walking Dead is good. It's because of the creators involved. You know, yeah. so I almost feel like anything could be if, you know, Telltale or another appropriately like trustworthy yeah. company gets their hands on it. Well, it's funny because you know Telltale's almost easy mode for this because they've they've built this entire engine and this entire methodology around interactive storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we're seeing that you know this summer we're going to have what Game of Thrones and then uh, Tales from the Borderlands and stuff like that, which wouldn't be my first choices, but those are popular uh, kind of things that are yeah. mapping to it. And then really all you have to do is get a good writer attached. Yeah. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, well, that's okay. We'll edit this out. Um, that's not true. Will we? Can we? Can we do that right now? Nope. 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 Um, Come on. We're doing it live. Um, yeah, I, I, and like, I'm probably not going to play the Borderlands one, but I'll. I'm not that into Game of Thrones, but I'll play the Telltale Game of Thrones if yeah. it's well regarded, just because I trust Telltale. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I really I feel like that is definitely a true thing. Like adding interactivity to something is good, taking it away is bad when yeah. it comes to games. Yeah, and, and it's a good entry point into into different stuff like that. So like I never like you know the Walking Dead game was my first exposure to anything like that. Like I I never read any of the comic books or watched the show, uh, but now I've read all of the books and you know mm -hmm. watched all of the show. Um, so that you know like I I almost want to say like the best thing that. I could see being brought into the video game genre is something that I otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. Um, like Game of Thrones, actually, probably would be pretty good because I've not read any of those books or seen the show at all. So mm -hmm. that might be my entry point into that, yeah. in all honesty. It's real good. Yeah. Just saying, you know, do whatever you want with it, but it's <laughs> real good. My, uh, so so my, my stock answer for this um, is Dark Tower. Um, I think that'd be pretty good. It's kind yeah. of got the 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 uh, you know the epic fantasy and uh, the shooting kind of built right into it because obviously every game needs to have uh, needs to have shooting. Yeah, uh, but, it, uh, that, that... apart from having any sort of agency, that's the only problem with the Dark Tower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little, little bit, but uh, you could play with that, right? You could, yeah. you could play with, uh, you know, Ka being a wheel and such, right? Yeah, I mean, um, there's certainly been games where you, uh, I guess maybe to a certain extent, um, even Shadow of the Colossus, where you really think you're doing something, but you end up doing something uh, yeah. else, or nothing. Or it could be a different, you know, like like a different iteration on the cycle too. So that's where they can they, they can bring in like just essentially the the rules of that universe are so fast and loose they could pretty much do whatever they want with it, yeah. um, in service of making it making it work for a game. So I think that would be just something that would speak to my own particular flavor of nerd. So so in like about six seventh the way through, David Cage shows up, and mm -hmm. just <laughs> explains what's happening. Uh, yeah. He yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you need to save him from evil, uh, the <laughs> evil that is a van. I, I, I wouldn't save David Cage from anything. 
like no joke. <laughs> had to yeah. save David Cage from that crash dummy that he's using in the Indigo Prophecy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Strangling him. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how about you, Gary? Did you answer that? Um, I, I don't. I think anything really. Like if it, there there are universes I like a whole lot. You know, obviously that I would love to see pretty much get the Telltale treatment. Like I you know, keep bringing them up, but like. Um, I like, there's a dumb series of fantasy books I brought up before called the Belgariad, which is a really efficient page turner, um, kind of YA fantasy. And that would be an amazing, um, you know, telltale style choicey game or even like a, an RPG. Like that world is really good and there's a lot of action and kind of different factions and stuff. I think that'd be a really good, you know, even like a Dragon Age style world. Lots mm-hmm. of uh, codex and stuff. Kodai yeah. would work pretty well. So I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, and then what is the what a, a pr- magician apprentice that Raymond Feist book? The games based on those are actually pretty good, um, like early yeah. '90s RPGs, CB RPGs. Those are good. Yeah. So yeah. to give kind of a bonus answer, I'd love to see kind of a non-combat oriented X-Men game. Yeah. Actually, um, just because every game has been you know something approaching a beat 'em up, even yeah. like the Wolverine ones. And uh, yeah. the most interesting parts of the X-Men to me are not the you know like. Wolverine is not interesting because he's a claw guy. He's interesting because he's, you know, a forever man. <laughs> you know? Cool. I'm, I've said it before, and if you want to see what that is, like, play the Wolf Among Us and pretend you're playing as Wolverine. Okay, cool. That, that is that is a non... If if I couldn't sell it to you with by calling it Telltale Noir, <laughs> it, is, it is a non-combat-based or non-action Wolverine solo game. Okay. Like, if he's a detective... <laughs> like it, and, and Bigsby is pretty much Wolverine. Um, yeah. It's so good. The Wolf Among Us is so good. Yeah, I own it. I've I've got it. All the chapters are downloaded. I just need to set aside a a, a good uninterrupted chunk of time to play it, yeah. which is the forever excuse. I would Do you love, want me um, to just take over one of your podcasts for a little while so you can play it? <laughs> yeah. The, the um, yeah, take over those damn Ross kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah. Done yeah. at the drop of a hat. So I how are you? What do you do for a living? Um, Like, is that any brothers and sisters? Uh, (laughs) Do you want some? Where'd you go to school? The uh, I love um because like we're playing X Men now for the show and that I like that game but it is dumb beat 'em up. Um, man, fucking X Men Destiny is so frustrating because I could handle an action game but I love the idea of you creating your own X Men and doing that ground eye view experience, like that. Mm -hmm. That's that's super failure. That would have been great. Like even if it would have been combat experience combat focused, you would have been able to you know, see what, like, oh, what is it like to be this mutant and go through this puberty metaphor and and get indoctrinated in this world. That would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that game is so shitty. I have a distinct memory of playing that at PAX and walking away, like, partway through the demo and the person who worked for the company trying to get me to come back. And it was just the saddest thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, just Gil, like, leave this one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Gil's going to get a certain number, give out a certain number of buttons. Um, oh, there's Grey Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sad. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is a new one. So, uh, Carlo Martinez uh, writes in asking, "Is there an area of the world or a particular job you'd like to explore in a video game? For instance, I grew up in a relatively bad area of East Los Angeles, and I haven't seen a game that explores this type of situation, like an old, uh, like an open world game." Good question. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. It sounds like you have an answer because you're enthusiastic. No, no, I, I don't have an answer, which is why I'm enthusiastic. Like it surprised <laughs> me. Like that is a that is a really good question. Um, I'll throw in one. Um, and again, Cincinnati. Uh, is that what you're gonna say? Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati. Okay, they just need to take a uh, make a make a video game adaptation of the movie Blow, 
Harry. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving around the streets of Indian Hill. Uh, yeah. That's up there for my old Cincinnati peeps. What? Um, uh, so I'll answer this one just because I have Assassin's Creed on the mind. Um, I'm heartbroken that there hasn't been an Assassin's Creed like set in uh, um, like the Bolshevik, um, like St. Petersburg, hmm. like just uh, like 1920s Russia would actually be really yeah. cool to like run around and take a look at. Well, it's um, possible. I mean, we're getting closer to that with each progressive game, right? True. Yeah. So that 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 I think would be my answer, just because it's so it's so unignored. Like if you go to Russia at all in a game, it's really just war torn World War II Russia, which isn't that interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it, like just different kinds of architecture. Honestly, I was really happy to uh, um, run around the oh, what is that uh, Istanbul in uh, Assassin's Creed? Oh gosh, Revelations. Like yeah, just give me an interesting city to run around in, like a weird like social structure. Like the you okay, know, that's where that's where right those really succeed for me. Okay. Oh. Okay. You guys keep going. I'll be right back. Okay, you okay? You can't hear us. No, no. Um, I'm going to say, I want the, um, give me, like, the dial, mix, you know, take the best strengths of Alpha Protocol's, like, Dialogue Engine and L.A. Noir, and give me a hostage negotiation game. <laughs> like, how cool would that be? Like, it's all about reading faces and reading oh, yeah. desires and then, like, studying people before you meet them, like, reading dossiers and just, like, what will this person react to? Without, like, the... I loved L.A. Noir, but I didn't love L.A. I loved 80% of L.A. Noir. And -hmm. without having the, like, when someone's lying, they do the real shifty eyes. Like, make it subtle, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh... Yeah, (laughs) they were new glasses. Um, Yeah, like, make it real subtle and real good and have people have different tells. Bring them from different cultures. Like, learn, you know, like, oh, this guy is from this area. You have to learn what that culture values. You know, mm-hmm. and what that like that's what I that's the job I'll say. Yeah, the job is a pretty yeah. I, I hadn't considered the job. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, just like a series, you know, boiling down Alpha Protocol into its component interesting parts, which would be the dialogue boss and you know boss fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that that would be kind of the purest, uh, the purest distillation of that. And add um, add more to the research and kind of uh you know casing the 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 encounter mm-hmm. part of it. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, this is one re- one reason I'm, I'm kind of excited about uh, about Firewatch. Actually, mm. uh, there are a lot of reasons I'm excited about Firewatch. Um, but uh, but the idea of being this park ranger, um, you know, in kind of like this period piece kind of kind of place, that seems like an interesting you know occupation you know occupational excuse to to walk around an interesting environment uh, to yeah. me. Yeah, I I am interested in it. Like I'm not as I'm not as into some of the people doing that as I think that a lot of people are. But I'm interested in it. Like I want to see what comes of it. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, do we want to wait for Brayden or? Uh... Um, yeah. Uh, well, as as we're waiting for him to come back, do we want to do uh, announce the uh, announce the poll? Yeah, let's do that. And actually, um, I wanted to, let me text you a secret. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I wanted I had something I wanted to ask you about that. I didn't know that we were. I didn't think of doing it here. So. Oh, uh, um, my, uh, my 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 phone is actually dead. So. No. Um, can I, <laughs> oh, wait, the chat isn't just us. I'll email it to you. Yeah. All right. Hold on one second. This is dumb. Freighton, what is, uh, what is answer, going on? I just came back during like the dumb part. What happened? Answer this question while I do a thing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. okay. So like a video game where I would like to explore. That's really difficult because I don't like most things. Um, so I, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I have a real tough time figuring that out. I, I really don't know because I really like exploring new worlds, and I like when I don't know what they are ahead of time. Um, <laughs> Which is why I like like uh, games like Minecraft uh, to a certain extent um, because I, every time I go in there, 
and if it's someone else's world, if I'm watching like a Let's Play or what have you, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting to experience their world, the world that they wanted, as opposed to uh, one that I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kind of seeing like what they prioritize, like going into anybody's <laughs> Minecraft world and seeing things that are like of not like not of uniform width, or uh, <laughs> look, look, looking in. Uh, looking, looking in their, uh, Looking into their chest to find out that they're not separating their materials. Um, right, exactly, and it's just know, just like, so you can like cry and scratch your eyes out. And, yeah, yeah, a little bit, um, you know, and obviously not touching it because that'd be a, a dick move to do. Uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you don't want to organize them. Yeah, don't go into other people's Minecraft worlds and organize them. <laughs> I know, like that's a cry for help if I've never heard one in my life. <laughs> like, like I said, it's not yeah. something I would do. Yeah, don't do it. Um, wait, 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 hold on. Has that happened to you, Cole? No, no, it hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there's, there's a difference between the thing my mind tells me to do and me saying, no, no, that isn't the thing to do right now. Yeah, and that's that good. Just, you know, yeah, You're just like... Higher, higher, higher uh, form. That's what separates us from the animals. Yeah, it is not organizing just... Minecraft boxes. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. separates us from the? I have met some parakeets. So that's all they do. <laughs> for like seventy-five years or however long they live. <laughs> oh man, I love the idea of getting a parrot just so I can like foist it on my grandkids <laughs> after I die. Oh man, yeah. oh man. All right, do we, do we want to announce the the poll? Even though it's not the, even though Brighton's back. Oh, uh, I'm yes. sorry. Should I have not been? <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, we, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. Yeah, you can. Oh. You can be here for us. It don't. It don't matter. Um, we mentioned it um, in the episode. So our big summer RPG, the game we're doing after Gabriel Knight Two, um, rather than doing like we did last year with Kickstarter rewards and having people dictate them, um, we're opening up to votes. So we'll probably do this for more than just the big summer RPG. Um, we'll probably do it when we have a couple of different likely choices for game, um, and let our let our patrons kind of decide what's going on. So uh, we have uh, a couple, a few choices for our big summer RPG, and we'll announce them, and then we'll put up a widget or what have you on the Patreon page. Did you get yeah. that email, Cole? Uh, n- no. Let me uh, right. let me refresh everything. It's okay. You just, you just send it to my uh, to my to my DuckFeed account. Yeah. Um, I sent it to whatever popped up in my Gmail because I was trying to do it on my phone without using up bandwidth for, oh, for yeah. Agile. <laughs> Um, is there a possibility of doing Dark Souls as your big summer RPG? There's a reason we cordoned that off. Yeah, that would be that would be a real dick move. I um, would love that so much. It would be hilarious. We would never be... get through it. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, then you get to Capra, and he's pretty hard, and then you move on. Um, yeah, you should see episode four of Bonfire's Eye. Or just annotations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A commentary over the original tracks. Yeah, yeah, it would be good because then you could go back to your original tracks, talk about all of the things that you got wrong, get them right. That uh, that'll be when uh, when we're killing time before B Souls comes out. Okay. <laughs> so, other than 3D Game Dot Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I know there's a uh, Project Beast question in there if you want to. Yes, there is. Oh yeah. Uh, we should do we should do Shadow Tower actually. Yeah, I might do Shadow Tower too. If, if we had enough time, I would love to do 3D Game Dot Heroes because it's goofy and would be weird. But Shadow Tower is number one on my list of of things. For, for yeah, sure. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let, let's give a rundown on uh yep. on the options available for the uh for the um summer RPG. I got the email. My answer is cool. yes. Cool. Um, <laughs> so we have four options. So we have four options. Count them. Four. All of these are games we'd like to do eventually, but we're putting it to you to decide. Uh, which one we're going to do uh, over the month of August. So looking at this here, uh, let's go chronologically, Gary, uh, sure. from, uh, from, the, from the beginning. I so don't have that in front of me, so I'm going to let you read it. I'll just respond. Okay. 
cool. I'm just doing them off the top of the top of the dome. Uh, yeah. So the number one um, is Dragon Warrior Four uh, for the NES. Mm-hmm. And we've never done an NES RPG, mm-hmm. and we've never done something from Dragon Warrior, which is arguably the other kind of contender for big uh, JRPG franchise. Yeah. So, so that is one that uh, it's kind of uh, got the inklings of more modern. Um, RPG kind of trappings. It's uh, one of the later NES ones. Uh, that's that's the latest NES one. It is the latest NES one. Yeah, it's actually probably the latest NES RPG. I <laughs> could be wrong about that, but I think it is probably the most sophisticated NES RPG. I think it came out after Final Fantasy III. I might be wrong about that, mm-hmm. but I think that is the case. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, number two uh, of our options here, uh, we have Paper Mario for the N64. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'd be excited about game. to do a small number. Yeah, to do a small number uh, RPG. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been, uh, done Super Mario RPG, and uh, Paper Mario is fucking great. So. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. And I and I say that as a fair weather fan of Mario RPG. I love Paper Mario, so I would love to uh, to revisit that that game, having done Mario RPG, and kind of feel you know understand why I like one more than the other, other than the fact that one of them looks good and one of them looks bad. <laughs> right. Which is the the case with uh, Mario RPG. Uh, so the third option, again, continuing down the timeline, um, we have Suikoden 2, uh, which uh, is a PSX, PlayStation 1 um, strategy, RPG-esque kind of thing. Um, and uh, that one, we're holding out hope that it comes out on uh, the uh, the virtual console, Zari PSN store, um, in the meantime here. But, uh, but yeah, that is a really popular one that I have no experience with. Gary, can you speak to that? Yeah, yeah, I played it uh, when it came out. I played both Suikoden games. They're really good. Like, they're, like, half uh, JRPG, half um, having these huge kind of tactical battles. They have um, stories that function on a really interesting scale. Um, Like, they do a national scale without getting cosmic Mm -hmm. um, in a really cool way. And uh, lots of very memorable characters. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of weird. It's like a Konami... you know, RPG series. Like, it, it feels a little bit different than than everything else, like Breath of Fire and, and obviously the Squaresoft games. So, yeah. uh, they're very good. Yeah, Suikoden 2 is wonderful. It's a good the game. only thing I, re- I remember about the game, isn't it referenced when you play Metal Gear Solid against Psycho Mantis? If you it have sure is. Card? Yep. Yeah. It's the only thing I remember about that game. <laughs> yeah. I love the uh, the art style. Um, it's yeah. anime without being overtly detailed. It's uh, it's pretty cute, actually, from what I've seen. So, yeah. Um, and I like the cute visual style. That is... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's also facts. the one one thing that's in common with all these is they're manageable. Like we originally talked about doing Dragon Quest Eight, <laughs> and that's a good game, but it's also eighty hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's too much. Yeah, uh, you know, Final Fantasy Seven took a chunk out of me. Uh, yeah, last year, and so. and we'll we'll do a thirty-two bit Final Fantasy again, I'm sure. Yeah. But it just we have to really. That was a three episode like unprecedented <laughs> thing, and it was. You know, Quite frankly, a slog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty intense. So, and, and Dragon Quest Eight would be that or more because it is yeah. even longer. So, um, and, yeah, it's and tough our... because it's it's not as beloved. As... Yeah, yeah, it's a very good game. I, I love Dragon Quest Eight, but yeah, what is our fourth and final option? Fourth and final is Persona Three, which is a PS2 RPG. Um, again, beloved. Uh, it's one of the Shin Megami Tensei games, and uh, it's the more modern sensibility. Um, I'd be uh, interested in doing that just because I've never done... I, I think I played the first hour of Persona 4, um, and I enjoyed it, but it was very much visual novel-esque. Uh, mm-hmm. So Persona 3 would be kind of cool to do. Yeah, and, and 4 and 3 are not that dissimilar, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they have different uh, settings. 
yeah. but they're they're not too dissimilar of a game. But uh, that's uh, Persona Three is a great game. I, I love that game and would love to to revisit. It. I never beat it. I got fairly far into it, and uh, it it does a thing that JRPGs don't do, where it is hard, um, <laughs> and it is a very very challenging uh, JRPG, yeah. but also very good. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the option. Um, you guys uh, can uh, stew on that for a little bit. I'll put up a, uh, uh, if, if not, some kind of poll widget, uh, then at the very least a uh, uh, um, post on the Patreon site that you can uh, that you can you know vote in the comments on, and we'll tally that up, and we'll have an announcement ready probably by, uh, we'll close it before we record the next um, Watch Out for Fireballs, so we'll yeah. have the announcement then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, just I'll go ahead and read this. Who uh, who is this? Oh, Joe uh, Pulcini. Pulcini. Yes. Um, he says uh, first part of this question. Um, Princess Tomato. Most awesome game or most amazing uh, game concept ever? Possible movie. That's funny. Uh, who plays who? Two and kind of related. Is there a particular game that you love despite its mediocrity? <laughs> can, can, can I name a genre? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I. Remember playing Princess Tomato um, when I was very young, and obviously I think it was was it an NES or Super NES game? It's an NES game. Okay, so I rented it just out of a, a whim from like Dollar Video in Wakanda, and like the only I only ever made it to the first town, and I remember specifically like there being kind of a grumpy tomato slash beet butcher type person who you could hit, and then they would like say, "Oh, that feels good." Uh, <laughs> and like that's literally the only thing I remember. I remember also like like a few years ago reading what the story was on Wikipedia because I had no freaking idea. Um, but I, you know, I never watched a Let's Play. I never went back and played it. But I I am very intrigued by it. Yeah, no, um, I, this is my first exposure to it. Um, I mean, if it has BDSM produce, that's great. But uh, <laughs> it kind of looks like uh, like Shadowrun for kids. Yeah. It, yeah. It's 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 um it's more like Shadowgate. For kids. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Sorry, it's. I, like... I figured that's what you meant. The yeah. um yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> like, I love Princess Tomato. I played um, when I was playing Uninvited, Deja Vu, and uh, and Shadowgate as a kid. I played this game. Mm-hmm. I love Princess Tomato. It's it is goofy. It is more inscrutable. Um, there's this whole there the enemy are these things called the farmies, who are people that are only shown in silhouette that harvest you. <laughs> and there's a very chilling scene I remember as a kid where you come across these vegetables that are dying on the vine because they don't have any water because the farmers are punishing them because they, you know, we're going to eat you, but if you're going to be mouthy about it, we're going to stop giving you water and you're trapped on this vine. Like, it's really fucking creepy. Wow. Um, you have to get water for them and everything, but uh, that's, that's a great game. Um, it's I love like, Princess uh... Tomato. Is that like the background of the actual Cabbage Patch Kids, which are that they're they were grown in a Cabbage Patch to become slaves, and like your <laughs> option is to adopt them so that you can save them from a life of slavery? You know that uh, Coleco was originally uh, uh, the, a leather company, right? Like they were not grown to be slaves. <laughs> they were grown to, grown to be a very special kind Harvested of Harvested into like... Do, do you like my briefcase? <laughs> 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 innovation, innovation. <laughs> I'm just looking here at the at the possible verbs. Uh, I like that there's a praise verb for flattery, yeah. and also fight, uh, which lets you initiate finger wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what those are, Cole. Yeah. Yeah. It's what similar to what I <laughs> refer to as finger blasting. <laughs> oh yeah, bang bang. Yeah. Uh, yes, it actually, it actually means rock paper scissors. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, and then a particular game that you love despite its mediocrity. Um, say your genre, Cole. <laughs> well, survival horror. Uh, I recognize yeah. that uh, the, the, the Shangri-La Valley of survival horror is the 7.0. Um, mm. You know, like, if I'm just going to pull one off the top of my head, I fucking love Haunting Ground. Haunting um, Ground's great. Yeah, that's a. I think that that kind of extends beyond like 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 mediocrity, but like most people are turned off by, you know, its genre. It's trappings. everything. Yeah, by its everything. But uh, yeah, I think that it is an inspired work of genius, uh, uh, despite its mediocrity. <laughs> so I can separate those two things. Um, yeah, so I, I would say that would be my answer for this. What do you say, Brayton? I would say, uh, depending on how you feel, uh, any of the Lego games are mm-hmm. like some of my favorites. I put so like 25 hours into Lego Marvel superheroes uh, <laughs> because I can't get enough of playing as Modok. <laughs> <laughs> can't get enough, yo Modok. <laughs> you are a machine organism designed for, only, in this case, only for killing. Conquest of a K. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and how can I not love you? I I love your giant head and your tiny little arms. It's it reminds me of a tiny baby mechanical version of myself. <laughs> um, I I'll take a page from Cole um, and and do a genre and say um, the a lot not all but I like a lot of uh, game objectively bad JRPGs. Um, that I think are actually really bad games. Like I, you know, we talked about how hard it is to get into the grind um, as an adult, and yeah. uh, you know, it's just there's some of those mechanics that are just uh, atrocious. You know, <laughs> just so hard to sit through and so boring and angry making. And like, even games I really love, like you know, even Final Fantasy VII, which I really like, and we played it, and it even held up for me. There are parts of it that I was just like, this is like a genre thing. Like we talk about not picking on your racist grandpa when we play JRPGs. Like it's just what the genre is. But that is frustrating, you know, like it is, it's really irritating to me. Um, But I still like them. Like I still really, really like them without, even with that fatal flaw, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And then there are are games, obviously they do it better, like there are tons of more modern steps and and games that have more strategic combat and keep you more engaged and everything. But that kind of Final Fantasy VII and before flavor of just tap A to win JRPG, um, sometimes I really like to zone out to one of those, even though I think that they are rough. (laughs) Yeah, like when you said like bad JRPGs, I didn't know that you were just saying like any JRPG, and I thought you were going to evangelize <laughs> for uh, for Beyond the Beyond. Oh no, no, not that. I don't just mean any JRPG. Like I think, um, oh boy, um, the I'm not saying this to make an enemy of you, and I like the game, but I kind of think Wild Arms is that mechanically. Like it has a really interesting setting and a couple of really interesting puzzles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, the battles in that game slog. Like I replayed it when it got released on PSN. And uh, it's good. Like, I like that game. I'm saying a game I have affection for. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's kind of unforgivable in some ways. Yeah. I, I, like, like I, would, I would probably lump uh, Breath of Fire 3 in with that, yeah. too. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I fucking love that game. Um, for its soundtrack alone, I think that it carries uh, most of the weight of it. Um, and the story is really great, too. Um, but uh, the actual play, uh, there was a reason that I game sharked it uh, when I first played it back uh, when I was, you know, uh, had teen patience, so yeah. that speaks volumes, I think. Uh, I, I played and I played the shit out of like Paladin's Quest, which is a bad game. Like it just like those things I have a lot of nostalgia for, even though they're not very good. Mm-hmm. Secret yeah. of Evermore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Secret of Evermore. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. oh yeah. Well, while we're talking about it, um, maybe my favorite game of all time, which is 
notably mediocre is uh, Def Jam Fight for New York. Right? <laughs> Where Henry Rollins is your instructor? Yeah, goddamn right he is. <laughs> Who else would you want to run a gym for you? Henry Rollins or literally anyone else? I met Henry Rollins once, and he is seriously the most frighteningly intense human being I've sure. ever been in the presence of. Like, he is... On stage, he's like 95 feet tall, but like in person, he is maybe like 5'8". So he's small compared to me, who's, you know, 6 feet tall and, and over well over 200 pounds. And um, so like, but we're outside of this venue in DeKalb, and he like, he's talking to people, and he turns to me, and he hits me with these cold, dead eyes that like just burned into my soul. And I was seriously like fucking freaked out for 15 <laughs> seconds before I was like, you, th- thank you for show. Like, <laughs> like, I went through a good period where I liked his uh, spoken word stuff. You know, yeah. they're like, I think that Henry Allen speaks to the teenage boy and, you know, and a lot of us. However, I, I, I fully recognize that he ruined black flag. So, <laughs> well, black flag is its own thing. Yeah. yeah. And like current black flag is a weird, weird thing. Yeah. It's like, I read that Henry Lawton's book that he wrote about being in Black Flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's very weird. Yeah, I got, yeah, I read that like on Mark Nichols' couch in like 2002. I think, I think I have a couple of his books back on the bookshelf. Yeah, here, yeah. Holdouts from high school when I actually bought physical books. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, yeah. Uh, let's uh, move on to the next one here. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, Evan Jones Thorne writes: uh, Brayton's beard plans for 2014. Do you guys want to take this one, or you want me to take it? <laughs> um, uh, what, what I will say is, uh, have you considered doing some kind of Hot Wheels track? <laughs> I wish I could. That would be amazing. I would love to do that. Uh, no, Evan is aware that, um, much like, uh, I don't know, w- whatever it is, um, I don't like to look the same for very long, and especially after my picture's been taken, uh, I immediately have this, like, wrenching gut feeling to remove my beard or grow a beard or look different in case I'm arrested or something, like, comes up and I commit a crime and I need, like, some distance between that. I don't know what it is, but, like, uh, once I have a beard and someone sees me with a beard in a digital format or physical permanent format, I want to get rid of it. Um, so I don't have, I don't have, like, big plans, but I think I would like to go back to having, like, Civil War mutton chops would be really great. I would love to do that again. Respectable. Yeah. I appreciate an intentional beard. <laughs> like, as opposed to <laughs> yeah, an yeah, are you saying is that you subtweeting me, Cole? No. <laughs> like, that is a conscious choice that you make. I'm, I'm, I'm subtweeting myself in that any facial hair that I have is just the product of indolence. Okay. I just wake up two months later and I just have it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is a beard-heavy uh, episode. <laughs> I see episodes in the future will not be as beard-heavy. Yeah. Get get on it. Uh level guys um, yeah. 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 Yeah, rest time's over Furia. <laughs> I could grow a beard <laughs> quit milking it um, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I'm just being I'm being mean I, I'm, yeah. I'm, but he, he's fine if he wasn't I mean, fine I wouldn't have said that yeah. okay. I, 
Uh, Gary, I know we've talked about the pitch T-shirt being backpacula, but like, quit milking it might be the best slogan. <laughs> Cream jam in USA. Yeah. <laughs> Cream like 2014. Yeah, quit yeah. milking it. Yeah. <laughs> the cream jammer's ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think I told this story before, but you're talking about surfing on it. Um, I was in a band called the Midnight Snacks, and we used to rent this uh, practice space, which uh, nice. Brayden's very familiar with. Um, and we once found outside of it a Polaroid picture of a man ejaculating. Um, <laughs> like it was it was a close up, like framed. Um, you know, like like pretty much like you couldn't see anything other than like his his man fupa, and then like his hand and his dick and ejaculate, and uh, I really wanted to use it as an album cover, and Photoshop <laughs> ourselves surfing on it and call the album "Hang Ten with the Midnight Snacks." <laughs> I thought it'd be like the best thing ever, and no one in the band wanted to do it. I'm like, guys, like it's not like we're gonna have careers. Let's yeah. do this one hilarious thing and then burn out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I didn't know that Roger Maplethorpe like attended shows. At, <laughs> yes. at, it, like... This this man was no Maplethorpe model. This was like <laughs> this this was this could be me from the future sending back an artifact. Like it had a Gary Gary physique. <laughs> like in the future, that's the only way I can come is like by sending back Polaroids of myself coming to my younger self. <laughs> he was, was Maplethorpe. <laughs> oh God, I hope that's so true. <laughs> All right, let's all make a pass, guys. If time travel becomes possible, let's all take a picture of ourselves ejaculating and bring it to the practice space. Okay, but <laughs> only like 2006. I don't want to, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> 10 o'clock doesn't work for me. Just 10.30, yeah, is that yeah. fine for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a thing. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Will Owens <clears throat> asks, uh, do you put on a persona for your podcast, or would you say it is just you being you? Uh, specifically for non-bit podcasts like WAF or Abject Suffering. What are our bit podcasts? Or I guess maybe like means like the pitch. Yeah, the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And those damn Ross kids to an extent. To, yeah, to like to a little bit. There's a lot of feigned yeah. ignorance there. Um, yeah. It's really hard to talk um, for that long and keep it up. Eventually, you just kind of fall back into whatever you are. There's like a heightened sense of it. Like there's stuff that's like played up or whatever. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I would say this is this is pretty close to the real me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. For, as as like weird as that sounds to say out loud, and I hate myself forever now. Right. Yeah. yeah. The the only it is I I feel like I'm very much myself in in shows sometimes show fault, and then the only thing that I do differently is when you when Cole talks about playing stuff up, like I will tease Cole about things that actually don't bother me because you know for comedic effect, or I will exaggerate a reaction I would have some. You know that has been a previously established like Gary <laughs> trope. You know, yeah. I will make fun of myself more for it because there's a history. So like, you're always keeping in mind that you're doing um, you know performance of subtype. Yeah. But uh, is it pretty close to like I'm I've never been anything less than honest, and I'm also, you know, I've never I don't hold anything back. Like I you know just talked about uh, naming that <laughs> album Hang Time with the Midnight Snacks about us surfing out of a man stranger's ejaculate, <laughs> and I you know no no shame there. So not a stranger, you know. it's you. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What if they? The reason why they didn't want to do it is because they thought I had brought a picture of myself and pretended <laughs> to find it. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Yeah, and they just didn't want to say it. Like they had a band meeting without me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah, speaking I, a little bit more into this before before I have an aneurysm and die. Um, <laughs> it's more like I do this because it's fun to talk and make people laugh. 
And so like that, like that, like it's it's more one informs the other than just kind of like playing it up, you know. So that is kind of the extension. Like if it seems like it's performance, it's because I totally am. I like to, you know, that 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 is how I how how I survive in this world. Right. <laughs> so so yeah. No, I'm I'm right with you. I'm addled with all sorts of anxieties. Perhaps not as as far as as you are, Cole. But <laughs> but um, like I every time I get on microphone or I'm on camera or on stage, I'm not being me. It, it's the same way as anytime I'm associating with human beings that I'm not like really close with. I'm basically playing a part of a guy who is uh, way more confident than I am. Uh, the real Brayton Cameron would not have been on the show. He would have been uh, asleep, like hiding under the covers, <laughs> like, thinking about like why no one likes him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the real Cole would have been like drunk and watching The Simpsons. So... There's, the there's real a... Cole and the real Braden should totally hang out. I know, right? Well, they're, they're too shy to hang out. Be the worst roommates. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but also the best because we'd never steal each other's food because we'd be too afraid of confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, all they... we would do is pay each other, like pay the bills on time, and occasionally tip our hats <laughs> <laughs> as, um, as we pass into our respective dungeons. The um. Uh, That's it. I changed my mind, Gary. I'm not moving to Portland. I moved to Cincinnati with Cole. <laughs> yes. uh, Cole doesn't want a roommate. Um, <laughs> That's what's yeah. so great about it. Yeah. Be, that is an act of violence you're threatening. <laughs> the, um, We're just going to go there. We're going to go to Skyline Chili. We're going to go to Dewey's. It'll be great. <laughs> yep, you hit all the landmarks. Yeah. Yeah, I was in Cincinnati for one day, and that's the only thing I remember, except for being yelled at. Uh, while we were we were unloading the van for the band that I was touring with, uh, and this woman from across the street was yelling at us, "We're gonna shut you down!" And I was like, "Well, wait." <laughs> We literally have no control over this, so go yeah. ahead, I guess. Yeah. Like, then we get paid for nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one here. This is uh, Sean Petra. Uh, I have butchered last names. I'm so sorry. Uh, what do you think of all the video game marathons for charity, typically the ones that raise money for child's play? Um, I can think of high charity and desert bus. Don't worry, I'll totally judge you on this. <laughs> What's well, yeah, when you know we're against them. Yeah. <laughs> not, you know, there's uh, whatever the oh gosh, AGDQ? the Minecraft one that I'm thinking oh. of specifically, like to the uh, the the Endlands or whatever it is, like Farlands yeah. or Bust. That's what it is, and that's a, a guy who's walking all the way during a certain level of or a certain update of of uh, Minecraft to try to get to the part where the game breaks if you just walk too far from the center point. Holy uh, shit. That's yeah, a- which it's like uh, the way he's calculated it, it's going to take him eight years to do it. Um, and people have done it by cheating, obviously, yeah. but like he's going to walk there and he sleeps every <laughs> night and he tells these stories. Uh, it's Kurt, Kurt J. Mack does it, and he's really fantastic, and they're really cool videos. Mm-hmm. And he... All of the money for doing Farlands or Bus goes to charity, and it's actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in favor. Judge yeah. us based on that. Is that what you meant? Like, <laughs> yeah. based on this because I hate him. <laughs> I, I, watched, uh, I watched a speed run of somebody doing uh, Super Punch-Out, and they were blindfolded. blindfolded. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were blindfolded for the first four fights, which is... More insane. than four. He, he's, he, can, he got 
really far into Super Punch-Out. Oh, really? If like, I didn't watch that video. But... Yeah, he, like, gets all the way up to Tyson, I think, in regular Punch-Out, and then Super Punch-Out, he gets, like, very nearly there, too. The guy's incredible. Yeah. Um, who is great. Um, me and Last year, me and Nick did a, a party for the kickoff night, and this uh, summer, since I'm going to be a student, I'm going to have some extra time, and I'm t- thinking about going over there and, like, spending the night and staying up and watching that shit. Like, I love, yeah. uh, I love that. Um, the uh, Desert Bus is hilarious as well. That's one of the funniest ideas I think mm-hmm. that's ever yeah. had. Um, I think that's really funny, and I would love to if we had the kind of clout to try to find some way to do a brief charity thing. Like, if, even though yeah. we you know, only raised a couple hundred bucks, like it would be cool to do like a a weekend stream. So oh, yeah. you know, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, we should talk about that sometime, like when we have a little bit more time. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, you know, anything that takes kind of the innate community that surrounds all these video game stuff, I, I, I'm, you know, philosophically opposed to the notion of fandom. However, just like, hey, we all share this hobby and we're interested in being good inhabitants of planet Earth, so, you know, let's kind of marry these two things and, you know, spread some goodwill. It's a, it's, it's a nice bastion of positivity um, in what I perceive to be <laughs> just a sea of negative horseshit. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I feel like yeah. it adds a little bit of magic to the world. Yeah. And, and say what you will about uh, the Penny Arcade guys, like, in my opinion, Child's Play okay. is pretty cool. Um. <laughs> it's a pretty cool charity. Like, giving games to kids in hospitals and, like, women's shelters and stuff is really, really cool. It makes a huge difference. Um, yeah, I, yeah, for, oh, you did that documentary. Yeah, I did, I did about, uh, about the Wii, like, just seeing... Uh, the kids like this was like back in the rock band heyday, but just like playing rock band with with you know cancer kids was really really fun, you know, yeah. and like just you know it's you know makes them smile. <laughs> like it, did you insist on singing though, Cole? Is no, that... no, no. They 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 were intimidated by drums, so I took that. Um, <laughs> whenever we were off camera, it was a matter of like gaining their trust. So it was a lot of like goofing around with them, so they would be comfortable yeah. on camera. So good. Yeah. The. Yeah. Yeah, and then a child's play is great. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they are still assholes. But yeah. a child's play is great, you know. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah, we should do, we'll do that sometime. We'll sometime, like, I say, like, this calendar year, we should do, like, a weekend stream thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and collect some kind of money. I'm in, 100%. Cool. Yeah, man. Just I don't give a shit if you don't want me there or not. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. I am going to overstay my welcome in every duck feed thing possible. <laughs> we'll call it uh, we'll call it Babel of the Network Stars. Yeah. TV people, uh, you know, doing like marathon podcasts and streams and stuff. Right. Like seriously. Like uh, yeah. I mean, I got nothing going on. I'll just read from uh, the Joey Camo book, Overqualified. Yeah. And then, uh, you realize that you people like have to like like it and watch it and stuff. It's not just no, like can you tell no. No, Gary, no. <laughs> it's not a dance. It's not, um, what are those things called? It's not like a dance like a marathon. Da- like a dance. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. No, I just, uh, I, I want to put my hand on a car until I win. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's not, I'm afraid to do, that's not, these aren't what you think they are. I don't understand charity. <laughs> yeah, it is literally, it's not just like pushing you out on stage and saying, can you do anything for two hours? <laughs> like, it's not a challenge, buddy. I thought it was just drink as much water as possible, and then I get a wee. And then try to die. And then you die. Dying from not getting a wee. The (laughs) thousandth most common cause of death in Texas during that weekend. (laughs) Um, Uh, uh, So Sean Petrie uh, continues to ask, or has another question, um, Mm -hmm. are any of the other Duckfeed personalities going to be showing up on upcoming shows? Yeah. 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 I I don't know who we're going (laughs) to arrange for next time, but... 
I'm, I know Nick would be down at some mm-hmm. point. Like, I'm not trying to put him put him <laughs> forward as anything, but I know Nick would do it. Yeah, Dennis uh, would be down, too. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would love uh, any any of those people. And, and Brayden will come, probably come back. Yeah, um, you know, if you want. <laughs> yeah, they'd, they'd be, um, yeah. Brayden, Brayden will come back at some point. If, if you move here, um, you won't. if you're not even on the stream, you can just invite yourself over. On yeah. the times we're doing it. And then just once we have the camera working, you just stick your head in the background. Yeah, that's yeah. it'll be happen. I'll just be like, Gary, I brought all over all these pretzels filled with peanut butter, and then you'll have to invite me in. Yeah. <laughs> like a vampire, like specific vampire. <laughs> just being off camera, hucking, hucking jawbreakers at him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Don't eat these, you'll die. Don't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, just kill me and just take my take my place. Slowly <laughs> rise up from the chair. <laughs> just, I will pull your beard up over mine with your head body, like head hanging. Oh, from it. I thought Bioshock <laughs> Infinite was overrated. Uh, <laughs> just, um, I love Act Razor. <laughs> That's what I would say is Gary. That's my I, th- I think <laughs> I do love Act Razor. I think some of these are not questions anymore. I think these are coming from the. Uh, <laughs> the actual thread. Some of these. Um, um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, so let's uh, move on to one here. Uh, yeah, this is another one from Evan. Uh, rejected pitch pitches. Uh, we we didn't reject anything if it wasn't um, apparent. Yeah. Like there, there, we have a Twitter that's like, you know, 400 tweets of just like whatever we happen to come up with. Yeah, I, I think like the closest to re- a rejected one is... And we talked about this during the like final show, like the wrap-up show, is the Bateresis, which was oh, okay. one of mine that I made up that just didn't work. And yeah, it doesn't show anyway, because fuck it. Yeah, because fuck it. The um, and we talked about a couple of things since then, um, that eventually might become back rewards. Like um, Braden and I were workshopping an idea, um, today where I want to have uh for business functions, for networking things, where businessmen get gloves. And if you high-five someone else with the glove, your LinkedIn profiles get linked in, and it faxes a business card to the other person's wallet. And that way, these networking functions are just like lines of high-fives, like, yeah, like the end of a fo- like a yeah. Super Bowl or something, or the end of yeah. uh, Michael Jackson, Chaos in the Windy City. And uh, you're just constantly linking in. <laughs> Michael <people>. Jackson? <laughs> or, yeah, or Michael Jordan. I just said that a thousand times during the actual episode. Yeah. You're just playing into it. No, yeah, I, I, I just I get those people mixed up because I'm racist. Well, it's empty. Yeah. It's, it makes sense, yeah. I guess. Yeah, their names just sound similar. It's not because I'm racist. Yeah, what did we come up with? The Wi-Fi high-five networking system? Yeah, the Wi-Fi system. high-five. The LinkedIn system brought to you by Pepsi. Yeah, I know that that's like startlingly close to being a thing, right? Like you can uh, do the the handshake with the smartphones. Like if you do a fist bump with your phones, it'll yeah. uh, it'll it'll like exchange your LinkedIn information. Every yeah, dumb thing like, uh... that we think of on the pitch is startlingly close to being a thing. The pitch is <laughs> the scariest show on on Duckfeed.tv. It's <laughs> a horror show. It is a horror show. It's We're especially the same marriage. process that real people are doing. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I really, I honestly really hope that speech marriage is never a thing, because that is terrifying. Well, especially the moon, the moon base. The moon base scenario where we crash the moon into the... Yeah, that, that one really got in a mood that day. That, 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 was, that was you two crossing over into supervillainy, if I'm not incorrect. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was an accident. Like, yeah. We were accidentally raising an entire army full of people who were subservient to us. But hey, it's yeah. not our fault. Like it just happened. Well, we've been absolved because of the gene team and gene. Yeah, that's right. Because the team, yeah. team genemans or whatever they were called. Teen <laughs> screen genes. Um, yeah, it's all <laughs> made out of soap, which was like an Ernest goes to prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Man, I miss that show sometimes. <laughs> I miss it all the time. Like I, every day, like not every day, but like at least twice a week during chat, I'm like, this idea. What if, if only we had a podcast where we could do this? Um, but. We'll, we'll we'll get it out through the uh, the backer rewards. No, I feel I feel good about it. For those for those of you that uh, followed the pitch story uh, and don't know this much about me, I also do this like uh, kind of news segment on another show called Booked, which is a podcast about books. Duh, um, and it was called Booked News, and it was uh, I was playing this character Skip Papersley, who uh, who was this kind of like 1920s newsman who was always like, "These are the best books." Uh, you know, tune in now. Uh, Fritz has got us on the run. Anyway, uh, like, so anyway, he was getting married to Jillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl, and it was this long joke because she was like number one in the uh, like New York Times bestsellers book list for months, and uh, and eventually uh, she left him for booked news intern Gene Teeman. <laughs> Yes. And now I started doing this new show called uh, Words I View with Talib, uh, or I'm sorry, with Malik Tumbali, and uh, <laughs> which is kind of like me making fun of NPR and specifically the thing about NPR, which is the ethnic name with the white voice. Oh yeah. And uh, so Malik Tumbali is is involved, and in, uh, eventually the plan for that, which the guys in book don't know is that I'm going to do a fundraising episode. Normally my episodes, my things in the booked episodes are like two minutes, but the fundraising is going to be about 15 minutes <laughs> of, of just me talking to myself about how much I should give myself money. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the next episode following that is where uh, uh, Words I View intern Gene Teeman steals all of our money and we have to shut the show down. <laughs> <laughs> because he's demon, so he's kind of this crossover giant now. <laughs> he's like a dimensional interloper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Uh, what, what was my name on osteoneurosis? Boxer Quan. Boxer Quan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should go back and listen to that. A, a good half hour of radio. Jerry, what, was, what was your name on that show? I don't remember. Like Lamborghini Jetstream or something. I might have stolen that one. It might have been that. I can't remember. It wasn't Johnny Come. Johnny Come comes later. Johnny Come. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Come, the host of uh, Bugitter Finget. Or Jammer Finget. Jammer Finget. Did I own that? Oh, I don't know. That's so good. <laughs> finger Elizabeth is a funny lady. I didn't, I didn't tell you. Um, this I don't think, because I probably won't do it because I'm going to start a different solo show during the summer, but um, not solo, but like a personal show. But I originally thought it would be funny to bring pilot season back as a second season mm -hmm. and treat it like it actually was a pilot season and the winner was Jam It or Fing It and do two <laughs> full episodes of Jam It or Fing It <laughs> before like breaking off into more random or you know more different you know, things. But just kind of just like, yep, this one. <laughs> Liberations <laughs> <laughs> are over. Finget was. I mean, I listen to every episode, and I that's my favorite. Jaminer Finget is is is. I like Jaminer Finget a lot too, yeah. but I don't think it made. I don't think it sustains three episodes. No, God, no, it's Jammer a one joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, But making that, it, you can get another joke out of the one joke by premise by supposing that it's a three joke premise. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like the idea of you having to come back and do the show the next day, missing a finger and hoping, and hoping that someone goes back to jamming it instead of thinking it. Jam the thing. Oh man. 
<clears throat> so Dennis asks, uh, Dennis of the level, um, predictions for Project Beast? Um, I don't have any because there's not enough information. Like, I'll no. play the shit out of it. It's going to make me buy a PS4, which I hate. <laughs> and the, uh, but I'm really happy because Bonfire Show Chat is fun to do. Yep. And uh, we like the, you guys can guess about this. We were you know in the probably like stage one planning stages for what to do if we had to stop doing bonfire side chat. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting. I'd still love to do it someday, but we're not going to yeah. talk about it because we probably will when we run out of Souls <laughs> games. But this uh, kindled that bonfire nicely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, we're <laughs> all that I'm hoping is we find out more uh, next week at E3. Um, that's probably the only reason I'll really be following the coverage closely. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that it is coming out sometime before 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they can, if they can, if they can slam jam in early 2015, that would be really good for us. Yeah, that would work out perfectly for us. But if it comes out any time in 2015, we can figure out some interstitial seasons like we did before. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm super fucking excited because I will just literally play those games as long as I live. Anytime <laughs> they come out, like even when they're mediocre, like I just enjoy, you know, that gameplay too much. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's something about the dark, the the Souls world that just, it's just fun. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun. Let's face <laughs> it's miserable. It's, not, it's, it's super not fun. fun. Like, I, I have tons of fun playing those games. Like, it is no, just... No, the games a, are fun, yeah. but the world is not fun. Yeah. No, the fun is, the world is dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or demon. Yes. <laughs> or demon. <laughs> yeah. Or beast. Or two. <laughs> uh, world. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm really interested. If it's anything like the transition from Dark Souls to Dark Souls 2... Demon's Souls, Demon's Souls 2, like, going back on that lore is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much the only thing that's keeping... Like, I mean, Dark Souls 2 is cool, but, like, that's the big selling point for me is, like, hey, hey, check out all this other stuff that mm-hmm. you, that's all ties together. Yeah. And I'm also going to be curious um, if we're really kindling the bonfire, whether I can do the, you know, not watch the gameplay footage and stuff like I did for Dark Souls 2, because that really did enrich my experience. But yeah. as a you know semi journalist in the Dark Souls community, like it is, I feel like I have a weird responsibility to talk about it. Yeah, you know, so that's hard. But I really did like going into Dark Souls too, not having played any of the levels or anything, and that was yeah. really valuable. So I probably will put myself, you know, up on that pedestal again. Um, yeah. So predictions uh, being that it will be good, and I'll play it. Yep, pretty much. And, and it will uh, be the only thing I play on my PS4. <laughs> you know. You're not gonna get a Infamous Three. <laughs> nope. Second Son looks pretty good. Like I, I'm gonna. Like gonna it, it might be. It might be fine. I, I'm too far gone to get invested in those. <laughs> but they. Um. My PS3 is literally like a, a Netflix and Demon Souls machine. Uh, Journey. Oh. Play Journey. I want. Yeah. I really want to play Journey. I really like that. I don't have a PS3, and I really want to just for Journey. Journey. And, Journey. And unfinished Swan. Yeah. yeah. One well, Demon Souls, man. Well, um, yeah. yeah. You gotta play Demon Souls. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to play Journey. Like, of course, like any system has a couple of good games on it. It's just not like the media center of my living room that I think they want it to be. Yeah, you know, I, I literally have only a couple. I mean, I played Shadow of the Colossus on it. Um, that's a you know that's a great remake and stuff. Like, there are some things I played on it, but it's not, you know, it's not my central thing. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Brad. Brad. So uh, uh, they've been mentioned occasionally, but they also fall into a category that we'll probably never do for WAF puzzle games. Um, any favorites or specific hated games thoughts in general um, I love puzzle games uh, I mean I'm probably not like hardcore like beat every level and move the box on iOS I think that you know iOS is where those are kind of thriving right now yeah. but I will uh, I will tear up some puzzle league like that is uh, that is that is a good time no matter what I mean, would you would you call the missed games puzzle games 
they're, yeah. they're, they're like they're I mean they're traditionally adventure games, but they are puzzle role puzzle based. Yeah. Yeah. Like they 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 are a little bit towards the adventure spectrum from something like the Seventh Guest, yeah. which I would call a straight up puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I, I know. Gary, I've told you about this, but I don't think I've told Cole about it. But like my idea of like the world of Mist actually was really terrifying for me playing through the games because nothing was happening when it should have been, and like uh, so I wanted to make a Mist style game, but uh, have a real scary demon like on the cover of it, but never show up in the game, <laughs> and then make a sequel where it's the scary demon face on the cover again. It's just like I'm back, but never, never show up. <laughs> it's built up the sense of foreboding, right? It's yeah, like that, uh, that cover was... of the stand that features the crazy sickle battle in the middle, the yes. middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, like uh, way back in the day. Like I, my first PC, I got one of those like disc, like pamphlets of like ten CDs of software, whatever it was. And some of the games were like Hellcab, which is insane if you've never played it. But there was another game that's uh, it was like a Doom clone. And I remember going through the first, like, room, and there was nothing, and the second room, there was nothing, and then the third room, and there was nothing. And I started to, like, just build this tension of, like, why is there nothing in this spaceship that I'm exploring? And then I got to, like, the eighth room, and I was like, fuck it, I can't, I can't. <laughs> like, I couldn't go through any doors, and I uninstalled the game because I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, not to get, like, TV trips or anything, but nothing is scarier. Like, yeah. a big room full of nothing, you know, you fill in the void, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, I like puzzle games. We've talked about doing them as um, like uh, split EPs. Yeah. Um, and I would love to do um, New Tetris as my favorite uh, traditional puzzle game. Um, I also like in puzzle games in general. I like them. I think the puzzle platformer is like it's you know this weird like there's that Onion story where it's like Wes Anderson walks on stage and sets himself on fire and says like what have I wrought? Yeah. I kind of feel like Jonathan Blow should do that. You know, <laughs> just like I like a puzzle platformer, but Jesus Christ, indie games get get over it, you know, yeah. a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sick of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I enjoy puzzle games quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> yeah. New Tetris is fucking shit, and I would love a handheld version of that. Yeah. So. Puzzle puzzle games and I have never been really tight. Uh, I like I like a few puzzle games now and again, but, like, I specifically remember, like, coming home from my friend's house on my birthday and my parents giving me Yoshi's Cookie for my birthday and being like... <laughs> I don't even fucking like puzzle games. Like, so Yo, I, played, I don't even fucking like I, puzzle games. I, I didn't say it. I like played yeah. it for like an hour just to like appease them and then never touched it again. And I think they played it way more than I did. So it was like oh, yeah. a real kind of shitty gift. <laughs> when, 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 I, when I was little, like Tetris was uh, the game that I got with uh, my uh, Game Boy that I quickly ignored in favor of Battletoads. But whenever I went over to my dad's, that would be the game that he would play. He would ask me to bring the Game Boy so he could play Tetris. <laughs> like it was it like to like Tetris and games like it were always the parent games. And yeah, I can yeah. Totally see where that comes from. Yeah. Tetris is good. Most certainly. Yep. Um, then then uh, Matthew Matosis guy on YouTube has a a good video like a seven minute examination of why Tetris is the perfect game, like not the best game and not his favorite, but why it is a perfect game and it's a uh, irrefutable argument. Um, okay. It's it's really worth watching. So. Have, uh, have you ever watched the, the, that documentary, The Ecstasy of Order? Because I haven't, and I'm wondering if you're, um, um, if that gets any kind of recommendation. I would. They show it at a PGRE or yeah. a PRGE, um, <laughs> you know, uh, several times, and they were have it for sale, but I haven't watched it yet. So I would like to. Yeah. The, the title is perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Michael Cook. What does Michael Cook have to say? Michael Cook asks, uh, what is the hardest part of podcasting that people don't really consider? I feel like podcasting is one of those uh, things people are all like, man, any idiot, any idiot could talk into a microphone for an hour, but in practice it's really tough. Editing. <laughs> no. Editing editing, and then just time, time in general. Yeah, time. Yeah, like, it, it just takes a lot of time. Yeah, like, like finding the time. Uh, the, the worst thing for this network would be if I ever got a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> don't. Wait, wait, wait! This is a good reason why I should move in. You will never have one for very long. Promises. <laughs> just like he's big footing across the the living room naked. Like yeah, it's it's just thing. you would bring her in and you'd be like, "Wait, right, this is my girlfriend," and then you would just hear, <laughs> just be it, and then she'd run. You would hear the sound. Of, <laughs> just, just get it, away. Get, get it pinned down. Yeah. Uh, the, the the time definitely you know finding the time to do it especially for like you know recording sessions and then just kind of the 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 hole that it blasts in the schedule uh, I always notice a dip in my performance at work the the day after uh, an especially late recording session but uh, but yeah that I think that's the that's the biggest uh, the biggest thing for me yeah yeah I think I think that's probably inarguably the biggest biggest thing in general and because we do these video game things we have to play these games too so oh, yeah. like we talked about it before and it may not seem like a big deal to play 15 hours like it's just a video game but like mm -hmm. add on to your work week and recording and everything else we do like 15 hours yeah. of, a, of a video game like it's not insignificant so um the, you know the saddest thing and this is going to be sound like you know oh woe is me like my recreational game playing is like just basically gone down the shitter just listen to any uh episode of the level and you'll hear uh <laughs> Just the saddest. What have you been sad, playing? Sad free of iOS oh. games. <laughs> yeah, sad free of iOS. It's like, what did I play in the 20 minutes before we recorded? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so and, you know. And for, you know, saying, you know, I do the Watch Out Firewall games, I'm constantly replaying Dark Souls and then with Check It Out Comrade um, and Abject Suffering. Like, I am in a similar boat. Um, you know, I don't have as demanding a job as Cole does, so I have a, a little bit different of a thing. But I do have a girlfriend, so the uh, that takes up a lot of time too. I'm not saying that as like a something awful my girlfriend way, like that's <laughs> not a not a thing for me. But it does take up tons of time, um, and editing does take up a lot of. That's why it takes a lot of time, and that is definitely a skill set that I, and, and it is hard, but I really I really enjoy it because it's really yeah. relaxing and zen. Yeah, um, editing, yeah, editing is great. We've gotten a lot better over you know over the course of our career here. Just with uh, you know, the the notion of like markering and stuff yeah. that 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 has made it you know that streamlined that process a little bit. Yeah, that that makes edits now like three you know three hours for everything as opposed to like eight. Yeah, like it literally used to be on my turn to when I watch out for fireballs, I'd clear like a Saturday. Yeah, and now it's like if I need to, I can do it on a weeknight. No. So yeah, if, if, if there's anything that I'm close to getting my uh, you know 10,000 hours, my uh, what is that uh, that asshole? Not no, I'm all 10, well. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be editing. Um, so I feel I feel pretty comfortable with that right now. Um, hey yeah. Gary, you don't have to read uh, Checkbook Magazine anymore, which is good. <laughs> like three <laughs> yes. Checkbook Magazine. What? That's that's the Pitch Money Magazine. Checkbook. Oh, check. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is true. I know yeah, that that was one of the nice things about the pitch as far as like uh, show construction went is that it mostly happened while we were both at work that day. <laughs> yeah, all the prep stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's a pro tip for you if you want to start a podcast. Um, <laughs> you most of your stuff at work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't do that because I do uh, research at work and I do show notes at work and I do, uh, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I just end up doing in between minutes at work. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be a lot harder if I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thoughtful question. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sean has already asked something. Let's uh, uh, look down here. Uh, Jala, that kind of has a, a, a related kind of yeah. kind of. And we, we're and we're not ignoring you, Sean. Um, no yeah. need to apologize. We're just giving you shit, and yeah. um, we would consider doing a, a network-wide charity. We talked to, yeah. talked about that. So I'm just assuming that you heard us talk about it and asked the question before. We're not saying it to. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah, so Jala asks, uh, thank you, Jala, uh, podcasts require an immense amount of time to plan for, record, edit, and release. Uh, what filled this time for you both, uh, for you three, uh, before you got into podcasting? Nothing. School. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And even then, in school, I was doing podcasts. So my entire adult life, this has not been a void. It's just been a thing that I've done. Cool is young. Yeah, the, uh, we, we Cole and I have been doing this for the same amount of time, but the uh, he's younger than I am, so the uh, yeah, I was like Cole's age when I started doing it. Yeah, I I was I had an active social life once. Uh, this is before well, yeah, the the crippling anxiety like set in, and now podcasting yeah. is my only window into the world. Is, is that true? You don't do like you like don't really keep up a podcast right now. No, that's the thing like, that's terrible yeah. about it is that when I'm not keeping a podcast, I just I listen to them and then I just like sit on the couch and cry. <laughs> so again. Cole, when I'm your roommate, you're just going to hear a lot of heavy sobs. <laughs> a lot of heavy sobs in Radio Lab. <laughs> <laughs> this show used to be better. Yeah. And then that's when I realized that, in a way, it was kind of beautiful. <laughs> Frantically double clicks on anything can happen, jazz.mp3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking jazz album, Rod. Um, I have no idea what I did before I had podcasts to listen to, honestly. Yeah, like that, like the, the, that would be the bigger hole. <laughs> like if one went away, like I can't be alone with my thoughts, so I constantly have uh, my little, um, you know, <laughs> uh, Bluetooth boombox kind of thing blaring. I'm sure my my uh, um, you know neighbors love it. But yeah, yeah. good. Oh no, I did, um, and to answer your question, uh, bands. Like I was in yeah. a bunch of bands from like you know 19, you know the 2000 to 2006 or 2005 when I got into doing podcast stuff. Yeah. And that took up a lot of time, like toured and practiced and stuff. Oh, uh, wait, I know what I do. I work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, Mr. Oh, yeah. So Mr. I totally <laughs> like uh, I lift. You guys heard of that? Like, it's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Truly <laughs> epic. Um, <laughs> the, um, I know when I did uh, Clambassador Comics, which was a zine. I did zines and yeah. bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, is this our last question? Last minute question? Uh, um, we have, we, we have to like kind of two. the last minute question from, uh, from Brett is barely a question, but, uh, okay. uh, Cole, who are you going to stab with those scissors? Uh, due to geography, probably just, just me. I'll put Braden up here because <laughs> he is menacing me with his knife. Uh, pro tip, don't, <laughs> don't have your name on the murder weapon. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> The problem is, like, if I was a Gary, I could get away with it. But I'm a Brayden, and, like, just doesn't work. I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, I joked about it in the most recent uh, something we recorded, but I'm always I'm always fiddling, and sometimes you can hear it. I've got my bell here, and I'm always taking it apart and putting it back together. Um, I, can't, I can't sit still, ever. In fact, uh, no. yeah, I just can't. Otherwise, I'm like the bus from Speed. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Um. 
yeah, so himself is who he will stab. Yes. And our final question, ending on a weird note, um, from Paul Woodard. I'm not saying that to criticize you, Paul. Um, Dota 2. Are you asking <laughs> if we want to play Dota 2, or are you asking what we yeah. think of Dota 2? I used, to, I used to play Dota 2 kind of regularly, but I never liked playing... It's that thing about MMOs that I never... like. I'm not confident enough that I feel like I can go onto the internet and be made fun of uh, for fucking up every once in a while. Um, so when I used to play Dota 2, I used to basically play with my my friend Marty and my friend Matt, and like that was it. And then robots, you know. Uh, and specifically, I say robots, not bots, like everyone else. But <laughs> um, but uh, I also watch Dota 2 on like Twitch. Like when I I work from home once or twice a week, and like I just will play Twitch uh, and Dota 2. Sometimes it's good. There was this one guy I found who was. I don't know, relatively new to Dota 2, used to play League of Legends a lot, and he was talking about, like, Dota 2 and how he doesn't like it as much because the girls' boobs aren't big enough. Oh, God. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, I'm done watching you now. (laughs) That's awful. Oh, gross. But also true. I mean, they really aren't big enough. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, I can't argue. Well, you can argue with that, and I will. (laughs) Um, They're fine. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, I don't, don't, again, like, I don't like games that... um, people on the internet are going to yell at you for playing the correct way. Like, even something for, like, Left 4 Dead, which I love Left 4 Dead, but my playing that with strangers was really limited because you'll do something and you'll fuck up because it's you're a human and you're playing a game and you fuck up. And yeah. someone just like, God, you know, everyone knows you go Hunter, Spitter, Jockey, Charger, not Jockey, Charger, Spitter, Spitter. You know, and it's like, I don't, like, I don't want there to be a right, like, I'm playing a game. Yeah. I'm playing a game. Like, I don't want, like, I'm not interested in that. You know, and that's that's been my experience with MOBAs. In general, yeah. yeah, it's like anytime there's a codified, uh, you know, shared assumed knowledge from the player base, yeah, uh, that you're just kind of expected to to go in. Like I, I had a very similar experience, like with Counter Strike, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, like and that kind of turned me off of like any kind of like playing multiplayer games with randos, uh, you know, uh, and, and and pop kind of places. Like, oh, you have the shotgun. That's a newbie weapon. Why do you have that? It's overpowered. Blah 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 blah. It's like, oh, like humans are shitty, and I'd rather just play with friends. Um, yeah, and even... who, who aren't humans? <laughs> yes. Yeah, robots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, for for sure. Like internet strangers are the worst. Yeah, you know? and like uh, it, when it comes to gaming in every way, from like commenting on boob size to you know playing games. Like I will play something like Left 4 Dead. Like I play uh, games mostly with my friend Derek, who I've talked about before, and we will literally play like versus Left 4 Dead, where it's just each of us with a team of idiots, <laughs> and like it makes for not perfect play because your idiots don't don't play well, but we don't have people calling us faggot. Like, it is yeah. just, it, that's You great. don't have a Dr. Bong or the fart chum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to avoid Dr. Bong. And the, if there's one thing you can take away from the stream is getting rid of and avoiding Dr. Bong and fart chum. <laughs> avoiding Dr. Bong? Yeah, like, avoiding Dr. Bong. Yeah. Avoiding Dr. Yeah. Bong. Uh, that's okay. my favorite level in, in Mega Man. My favorite <laughs> line from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Paging Mr. So let me see here. If if we are going to title these broadcasts, mm-hmm. um, that is our winner. Yay! So, we have it on there. Avoiding yeah. Dr. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> and we all succeeded in avoiding Dr. Bong during the recording by not chiefing up. So, <laughs> congratulations, boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that... I think that <laughs> Are you just seriously congratulating me for not getting high? Yeah, yep. I was congratulating Brayton for bringing out his his funny microphone. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> it's it's actually a bong. So I microphone I haven't had an opportunity to say this on mic about something. You know what I and this isn't quite a joke, but you know what the funniest uh, deodorant is? Go on. Secret. Because like it's just supposed to be like shh Our and I'm stuff. miming putting on deodorant. Like it's just very funny, like no one knows. Yeah, it's no but one like no. Yeah. no one knows that your armpits naturally stink. <laughs> Don't tell anyone my secret. Nobody's gonna tell. Only dreams now. Only Powdery fresh. Yeah. Only on, on the subject of body odor, if you guys don't mind another story. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was once when I was in college and had not uh, had had a big night of drinking, and uh, woke up and was like laying on the couch, my own couch, mind you, and watching television. And uh, and and I had kind of like leaned my head to the right and noticed my own armpit smell to to be exactly that of. Um, of Miller High Life, and I was <laughs> mortified and hadn't drank it since. <laughs> it was just passing straight through to your ducts. <laughs> yeah, I just like I leaned over and just was like, no, you know what? I just realized my bo and and Miller High Life are the same. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't have like just uh, winos like like clinging to you like uh, like like little fruit bats. Like... <laughs> no, no, because I was in my apartment safe. From... Okay. I lived. Uh, Gary can attest to this. I think he went there at least once. But like, I lived in the apartment that was like the absolute furthest side of DeKalb. Like, if you went any further, you were in cornfields, uh, and that was like my favorite place to live because it was like there was just the only thing that I ever heard was geese. Like that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds nice. That does sound nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody for joining us. Um, yeah. Whichever way you're doing it, whether you watched it with us live, um, or whether you are checking it out on YouTube later. Um, yeah. And hopefully you feel like this is a good. You know, I feel like this was fairly successful. This was fun yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, I like that you had the same stoic look on your face the entire. Yeah, entire I'm getting class. good at ventriloquism. <laughs> so I just my voice. Um, yeah. And I've got my computer in my bathroom. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'll get that worked out for next month. I apologize for that for people who wanted to see me animate. Um, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that'll happen next month. And join us again. Yeah, jo- join us again. If you have any like comments about the you know just kind of the experience of this, did we remind you about it too much? Did we not remind you about it enough? Um, how was the question submitting experience? Um, all of that is good to know as we kind of figure out what the best implementation of this. So uh, you know, feel free to. You know, write in with that, and uh, we can kind of tweak things to better serve you because you know this is a product of the Patreon, and the Patreon is a product of you guys. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, and thanks again for that, and uh, we'll see you in a month. Yep. <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank thanks, you, Brayden. Yeah. Bye, bye. The broadcast, but we're going to stay on the call. That was fun, right? We thought so. And if you'd like to get in on the action live, there's still time to become a backer. Visit patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and throw in $5 a month or more. Uh, We look forward to hearing your questions. (laughs) 